0: You guys, it's the moment we have been waiting for all during the pandemic for BTS to do another concert. On this episode of BTS, we're talking about day one of the Map of the Soul online concert experience and we're going in, in a good way obviously. (laughs) We're going to talk about everything to maybe excruciating detail and if you want to hear it all, then listen up. Let's get it. we're back (laughs) we are back wow you probably know what we're talking about in this episode because of the title of it but man (laughs)
1: hey I think we should just name it something random like not even it has nothing to do with the actual subject of this episode
0: Which we still haven't mentioned yet, and because we haven't actually titled it yet, because we're recording, is like, we're really taking our sweet, sweet, precious time. Which, considering it's, what, about almost 7 a.m., and I've been up since 2 a.m. my time for this special event.
1: Same. And, well, it's, I live in a different state than Erica and I'm two hours ahead so it's almost 9 a.m. for me and I've been up since 4 a.m. so and I'm on my third cup of coffee I think. (laughs) I don't even know I lost count.
0: Well before we get into what this episode is about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what um 10 minutes in we'll start talking about what this
0: episode is about. But before we did that we wanted to do a couple special announcements or shout outs i don't even know what to call it but um the first is that we are basically (laughs) recording this on our podcast anniversary so two years ago we recorded our first episode of this podcast and we'd go on to publish it you know well i think we're publishing this episode like the same day or something right
1: yeah, we're almost recording two years to the day. Um, so the day we're recording is October the 10th. And I believe we recorded on October the 9th, the first episode. But we will actually publish on the exact two-year anniversary Aww. of our podcast, the, the date. So we will publish on October the 13th. And that was the day we published our very first episode. And it's it's so crazy to think that it's been two years like Especially since <laughs> <laughs> we were gone for a year of that. Um, but I mean, even still thinking of only being ARMY for two years, like in some ways it feels like it's been a lifetime. And then in some ways it feels like we were sitting on your couch yesterday watching videos for the first time.
0: I mean, it's kind of like the way that they divide time up you know before the common era and you know after that and i feel like it's like oh life before bts and then life after, after bts and it's like wait we're only 2 years into this because it feels like our you know what it's an eternal journey it's our souls coming together as soulmates so it's like we've been waiting not only this lifetime but many lifetimes for a love and a passion like this right
1: <laughs> we are bulletproof eternal yes I totally agree. And I did mention the date we will be publishing this episode. And Erica, why is that date also special?
0: It's also special because it happens to be Jimin's birthday. Jimin, I
1: love you so much, Jimin. Um, So we will be publishing on Jimin's birthday. But Jimin, um, please forgive me for my Korean but, single tuka hab Jimmin Jimin, and I hope you have the best birthday.
0: You sounded
1: so good.
0: Well, thank you. I, mean, I will not... not sound good to
1: anyone but you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the insult. Um, but no, I don't really speak Korean, so I guess that's appropriate. <laughs> That's OK. So, no, you're really good. It sounded at least like natural. You know what I mean? Um, so but we'll I'll leave that to Korean people to especially. No, comment. Please,
1: no. Anyone who speaks Korean, I apologize for my pronunciations
0: anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Trans- <laughs> Transitions are the
1: hardest for us. Please, please forgive us for that, too.
0: They're so hard for us, but they're so easy for BTS. They do it with a flourish and a spin and a twirl. And I'm just like, how? Um, but that was a is- really
1: good transition, actually. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, transitioning into what this episode's actually about, which we haven't said yet, which is Map of the Soul 1 on E. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> how, do you, how do you pronounce it? Yeah. We just drug out that title very long but just in case you don't know what we're talking about putting it all together bts just gave their first concert since you know before the pandemic yeah basically it was pretty much what i'm guessing what they mostly would have done on tour had their tour basically not been canceled due to the pandemic and so we watched it live as it was streaming and it was like molly said it was at 3am for me in California and at 5am for her in Texas. Obviously, we have a lot to say about it. So hope you guys are ready.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be delirious this episode. So since it was such a weird time, how did you actually watch the concert?
0: I watched it in the dark from my couch um, (laughs) with my boyfriend, which also that's a thing. So you know, they had this thing before the concert where they're like hey if you're going to go to the concert you can sign up and be an army that'll be shown on screens to BTS as an a virtual audience member and Molly and I were talking about that and Molly actually submitted herself to uh you know be considered for it whereas like she was like are you going to do it and i was like no because i plan to be sitting in the dark with my hair looking like broccoli <laughs> 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 and and in my loungewear, we'll say that now I sound sketchy, but like in my loungewear. <laughs> well, when you
1: were describing it before, I think I left this in the podcast episode. You were saying you were going to be in your birthday suit, or you didn't want to allude <laughs> that you were going to be in your birthday suit. So being in your loungewear is a little bit
0: better. <laughs> Now I feel like I have to say it because now I feel like it's like sketchy. I was just going to be braless. That's basically (laughs) what I was trying to say. But now it sounds even worse. I did have (laughs) clothes on. I had my pajamas on. And by pajamas, I mean actual like pajamas. Um, But I was just feeling, you know, you know, comfortable. Uh, So I was just like, I don't need to be on camera. This is not the way that BTS needs to see me for the first time with, you know, (laughs) i don't even know where to recover from this
1: okay well that's the good thing about this like that's a silver lining in us not being able to be there and see this live um was one thing i did enjoy about bang bang con i could have my snacks like i had my coffee and i was sitting in the bed with my laptop Um, And I was also in, you know, comfy loungewear and pajamas and I had my little Tata plushie and my cookie blanket and I had my army bomb, but I didn't have it on. But so I had my little BTS things surrounding me so I could definitely be comfortable. If any of you guys have listened to any of our um, past episodes about the tour, there were a few (laughs) uncomfortable moments when it was raining. We were freezing, thought I was... My fingers were, were going to fall off. So being able to enjoy this like from the comfort of my own home was like really nice. It's definitely not the same as being there. Um, but if we can't be there live with them, um, it's nice to be able to enjoy it comfortably. The only thing is there was no well, we'll, we'll get to this, but I had to go to the bathroom and I really couldn't. And during the live concerts, like it never hit me. I guess like I had so much maybe adrenaline or like excitement going on that I never really had to go to the bathroom. But here I'm thinking a little bit more about it. There's a bathroom right across the hallway. I'm like, mm, I have to go to the bathroom, but they're not stopping. I don't want to miss anything. So I I guess I am going to put this here. I did take my laptop to the bathroom with me because I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> so bad. And During Bang Bang Con, I was able to have the stream open (laughs) on my phone and on my laptop. Um, So if I had to go to the bathroom, I just took my phone with me into the bathroom, but it wouldn't come up on my phone. It was saying like, I don't know, there was some problem with this, with pulling it up on my phone and my laptop. So I carried my laptop into the bathroom with me. Like There was no way I could wait any longer.
0: Now is probably a good time to tell, to tell everybody you didn't get selected for. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, so yes, I did not get selected to be on screen.
1: <laughs> and that would have been awful if I was.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, BTS, um, here's my bathroom. I mean, they wouldn't have been able to, they wouldn't have known where I was going, but. Um, you that know, would have been really bad that if that'd I had be the to-
0: time that they gave you like eye contact. Like I'm looking <laughs> right at you on the screen. And I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> oh dear, we've already overshared with this episode. I'm gonna have to like I give care. a warning I before. Love it. There. No, I know <laughs> I feel better. I I was feeling uncomfortable about my overshare, but now <laughs> with yours. I did watch the whole thing from the comfort of my couch. So. Okay, I was in the bathroom
1: for like 30 <laughs> seconds.
0: <so laughs> I had already had two
1: cups of coffee and a bottle of water before it started. And I did go to the bathroom before it started too, but it just like all hit me at the same time. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I was thinking there would be an intermission because... In their last concert, there was. And in most yeah. concerts, there's some sort of intermission um, for them to, like, take a little break. But other than, like, a few little spots that I still didn't want to miss, like, there was no time
0: for me. There was no time for you, but there was my time for JK. We gonna get okay. into that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's get into the concert. And I wanted to start off by saying, like, that very first BCR, I did want to mention it. Um, Which, by the way, let me just tell people, um, a VCR, too, is like this little video that kind of like sets the mood for the concert. So just in case you've never been, they kind of have these like brief interludes in between um, certain portions of songs as like kind of like probably places for them to take a little break and also to change clothes and stuff like that. And so it kind of also tells the story or the theme of the concert. So they always like open with one for this concert. All I could think was that it was giving me Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows vibes. Oh my
1: gosh. So yeah, my notes for the VCRs were they're like a little edgier and dark, but I also put mystical and I'm like, this seems like very magical and almost kind of like, if you know any kind of like art or anything like the Baroque period, yeah, magical. And I could see them walking the halls of Hogwarts.
0: Yeah, no, I was just like, it was not what I was expecting, especially after like, all the visuals and stuff from the last concert. So I was like, oh, we're about to experience something different already right off the bat. And yeah, but I thought you being an avid Harry Potter fan, Harry Potter fan, (laughs) would appreciate. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) I'm not editing anything out of this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay so they had their VCR and then they went straight into on justice for on yes so am i guessing about the concert before they like canceled everything and i was like thinking about like where on would go in the show i figured that they would start the tour off with on
1: i did too because they started the persona tour with Dionysus which was like their big strong like, let's come out and have all this energy song. And so I figured On would be um, would also be their first song. But it was really cool how they started. They had another drum line. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And when I was in high school, that was like my favorite part of the band. I was in band in elementary school and I didn't continue it in high school. But like, I always loved the drum line and the movie drumline yes. <laughs> and anything with a drumline. I don't know why. It's just like the beat and the sound and everything. So being able to like see the drumline with it and how they started and then just like their huge production again, just it really got me off to a very exciting and happy start.
0: Yes. I mean, I was getting Beyonce homecoming vibes, you know, yes little drum line also drum line the movie is so good and if you haven't seen it um you need to see it it's nick cannon's best work to date
1: <laughs> is it um, nick cannon's only
0: <laughs> work <laughs> oh the shade um Sorry, nick Cannon. it's a great movie so you should see it but um honestly you know whenever they open <laughs> you know me i can't remember anything did you cry I didn't cry this time. I was <laughs> You guys don't know how. I mean, okay, yes you do because I've said it like a million times on this podcast, but I was distraught at the concert. I mean, my boyfriend still says he's like, "I didn't know what to do." Like, honestly, I'd never seen you like that before. But anyway, all I could think of during on and I don't even feel like I remember it. I just remember being like they look fantastic. Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: That's what I think I was most excited about were the costumes like nobody does it like BTS with production value, but also with what they wear. They match everything to the look and the style and the vibe of what they're going for. And there's so many people that like put a ton of effort into everything. I actually have a friend that I met in Korea that's in the fashion industry, and he doesn't work for this company anymore, but he used to work for a company that designs like suits and jackets and things for um, like menswear in Korea. And their company actually designed some of the jackets for the wings tour. And uh, when he was working there, he like he went into this warehouse or the shop to like help do something. And they were like showing him some of these jackets and then he's looking and like their names were like sewn into them. And he, I don't know if he's ARMY, but he definitely is a BTS fan, and he listens to BTS. He saw and he's, like, recognized the names. He's like, oh, my gosh, these are BTS jackets and clothes. So there's people that, like, hand make these clothes and, like, of probably course. sew these beads on there. And they're so intricate. And I don't know if you noticed, like, their, their outfits kind of went with, like, the drumline. They almost were, like, these homecomingy, like, they
0: had these, like, sashes on them. And they were very, like, regal and... They were, like, um, Mad Max sashes. It's, like, not yes. your, like, regular, like, band one. It was just, like, taking up a notch or 80 notches. Right. It was, like, they took the love yourself from the very, those, like,
1: band uniform looking things. And they just, like, turned them into this dark, <laughs> I don't even know. Um it's-
0: it's next level bts like that's all i could think was like i'm like these are they look so expensive and don't get me wrong they always look expensive let's be real they always look that but this was like another level of like rich this was like super wealthy my boyfriend even commented he was like uh their clothes look like that jacket like one of them was wearing maybe rm um looks like it costs more than i've ever made it Uh, more money than I've ever made in my life. Like, it's just like, that's the kind of level we're talking about. We're not talking about their regular, like, oh, $10,000 clothes. It's just like this leather was like selected from like a cow that had been like raised (laughs) on nothing but like (laughs) gold. (laughs) It, It eats golden grass in the Himalayas and stuff like that. Like all my notes are just like Hobie arms.
1: <laughs> I, my Okay, so I will read my... Mine says Hobie vest tattoo. <laughs> that's my note. And then Jungkook vest, dot, dot, dot. That's it. And I that's all I had to write because I don't have to remember anything else.
0: But like V was in like leather pants with like... Oh. They all had leather. So
1: from, well, they're the all beginning, leather. from the beginning of watching performances and... Like when we started watching the award shows and they were doing fake love and they had the leather pants from the beginning. It's like BTS and black leather pants is what it should be all the time. (laughs) And they came out with the black leather pants. Hobie has his arms out. And he did. So I will mention what I said tattoo. He had like little fake tattoos like written on his arm or whatever. Um, Most likely they're fake because we know he values his skin over everything. And during like we couldn't see what it said. And then in some pictures that they posted it, one of them said hope. There were two of them and I don't know what the other one said, but there was one like kind of on his shoulder that said hope on the side. So I thought that was really cute. But it's like it says all these like cute little things, but he comes out and looking like biker Hobie with forehead out and his arms out sleeveless. And he never he's very um, modest. I feel like he and Yoongi are the most modest when it comes to their outfits. And he came out with guns
0: blazing. Yeah, he did. I've never seen his arms before, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, and it's like, how do they do this? They were, he was wearing a sleeve without wearing a sleeve, like, <laughs> it was like a Jetsons orb over his arm, and it's, I can't even explain it, work. and then, like, Sugar looked like a disco ball of amazingness, and that sounds bad, but it's really good. And he was so sparkly. And he actually was giving me Michael Jackson vibes, Mm fashion-wise. Like, he had the glittery gloves. Was it, were his gloves glittery? Yeah, they were partially glittery. And then he had the glittery jacket. And then his um, shoelaces were glittery. Also, I nearly screamed when I saw RM's hair. I loved his hair.
1: All of their hair was so on point in this on and this perform- <laughs> on point. and i'm really glad that they came out they did three songs in these outfits and they were very like power songs and these were definitely like those power outfits where they come out with that like we talked about on energy then what i thought was fun the next song they did after on was no was in o. Mm-hmm. so they did on and then they did in o. we will get into all the songs later but they did a lot of their old stuff and it was amazing. Like these songs hit so much harder now that they're men, <laughs> and they're grown. <laughs> and if you like go back and watch some of their music videos, or even just listen to them when they originally came out with these, and then they do them now. Last year, I think at some of the award shows, they did like the medleys. So they did parts of them, but not the full songs of some of their older stuff. But um, they did a full performance of NO and I love that song. And it had the same energy as on and they just were like coming out like I was dancing in my bed, in my pajamas, and it was it was really fun.
0: I mean, yeah, the production value was crazy at this point. I mean they always I don't know how they always are like on top and then manage to like mm-hmm you know, top themselves, but mm-hmm. like, that's what was happening. No was great. It was such a surprise. Like we went from Ron mm, yeah. I knew was going to be like what they opened with. And then, it, you know, no, and you no know, came on and I was just like, I was not ready for this. I mean, I don't really have anything to say. I was just kind of like shocked. But after no, they went into Bulletproof part two or we are Bulletproof part two. I was also shocked about that. And this is when I started having, like, a lot of different thoughts flooding me besides just, like, eh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I was still in that mindset on Bulletproof Part
0: (laughs) 2. The thoughts I started having with here was just, oh, I get it. It's, like, everything, like, kind of came together. It's, like, you know that moment and that's so Raven, the tv show where she like looks into the future and all of a sudden she like gets a vision i feel mm-hmm. like that's like what happened with me with what <laughs> was happening right now i was just like oh this makes everything make sense like the award shows from like last year the performances and stuff obviously map of the soul is their journey of like coming into themselves and you know their soul's yeah. journey but also it's seven so it's their journey too right so I mean all this makes sense but like I wasn't expecting these older songs at like the concert or the, tour, or the tour but when they went into We Are Bulletproof Part 2 which is like very close to their beginning you know like that is one of their beginning songs this really is going to be a journey in the concert form of the seven years that they've been around and like who they were at the beginning it also was just like, oh, they're going to do like their mirror songs. Like they have a lot of songs that like on and no, Mm -hmm. we are bulletproof part two and we are bulletproof eternal. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy in love, boy with love, like all these songs that are like mirrored that are from their beginning. And now, like you said, now they're men and now they're grown up. And to kind of like perform them now and to perform them differently. Another thing that hit me right around this time too, was just like, The realization that like what they had prepared for us in terms of like if we were going to be able to go to the live shows Mm -hmm. because we are baby army like we just said at the beginning of this episode that we pretty much started this podcast shortly after becoming armies you know. And so we've only really been armies for about two years now. We said that in the last episode, you know, we were celebrating it. I never thought that we would really get an opportunity to see, like, these songs performed in concert. What BTS does is, like, they perform a certain song for a while. And unless it's, like, a real solid, like, super-de-duper fave of theirs to perform and of armies or whatever it fits into whatever they're doing, you may never see it performed by them live again. So when we saw it on award shows, it was already like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy that they're performing these songs that, like, we never thought they were going to do the choreography to ever again or even sing live again. Right. And then to see that they were pulling this stuff out for the shows was just like, wow, like, that's such a gift to ARMY. You know, here are these songs that you love and that make us who we are and you know, you never thought you'd see us do this choreography and stuff again. And here it is. So I don't know, it was just like all hitting me about like Map of the Soul 7, nostalgia for a time that I never was even like present, but still nostalgic for, you know? It's a
1: gift not only to New Army, but especially to the Army who have been around since the beginning, mm-hmm. and. They're coming out and they're doing these performances and like in the award shows, they were medleys, like we were saying. So you didn't get the full performance. You got maybe just a little bit of the choreography. But these were the full on performances like no and bulletproof. They come out and do things bigger and better. And it's a gift to everyone and yes some of these older songs that they did i love to go back and watch the music videos but sometimes it gets a little weird because it's when they were so young but like to see them perform them now um they also have even more meaning because these songs mean a lot to them like you were saying these were from the beginning of um where they started from and then to look at them now and then they're still able to perform these songs the songs still have meaning to them to army and they might even be even more relevant now than they were when they originally released them and especially like in these times so it's just really yeah nostalgic and kind of emotional it's like we're watching these very powerful strong performances and I'm like almost in tears like oh my gosh like I can't believe that they're performing this this makes me so happy and feeling same all these all these emotions coming with them
0: yes and let me say something else too there are certain artists that perform songs from like the beginning of their time as you know professional artists and they really kind of like phone it in like, for instance, um, Britney Spears, whenever she performs Baby One More Time, it's like, we're never going to hear the original again. She's so tired of that song. And she does it as a remix. And I think she just kind of goes through, like, the motions of it. And same with, like, a lot of people's first songs. I think people can be, like, embarrassed by their first songs. It's a start of a journey and they grow into themselves. Right. What I love about BTS is you can see... Who they are, and even in that first song, like I remember when I went back to watch We Are Bulletproof for the first time, and when I finally came across it, I was like, oh, I hadn't really heard this song before, and it's like even though there's things about it that are cute, and you're like, oh, they're not like like that anymore when you watch like the music videos or anything, you still see like the raw like talent, Mm -hmm. and I still love these songs even now. It's not like oh, it's old, but like whatever. It's like It's not even for a nostalgia factor. It's still, like, really great. I love that they put their effort and energy into showing it for us here and now rather than just, like, I guess I'll do this song because you guys like it and, like, I guess I have to and I can't, like, do a concert without it. Like, they look back on it, like, fondly, you know?
1: Yeah, the only thing they don't look back on fondly is what they looked like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is their look. But the music look back with good memories this is where we came from they embrace that like some of my favorite videos are them reacting to some of those early performances and they're like what was I wearing what is my hair like why do we wear so much eyeliner um (laughs) but the songs themselves like they embrace those they embrace the music because they wrote them and they they all came from a place of what they were feeling at the time and how they were growing and those songs are part of their journey so they embrace the music and i think that's important to look at their look now and they're like okay even though we have grown we have aged we are they don't look like they've aged we are becoming men we still embrace who we are we're not embarrassed of where we came from that's something that I've had to learn over time is, you know, you can't change the past. You can't go back. If any of you are into the Bankton universe, like, you know, Jin tries to go back and, and change the past and to fix bad things that happen in the future. But you can't. So you have to embrace what has happened to you in the past. And that makes you who you are now. All of the experiences we've gone through. Everything I've been through, good and bad, has made me the person I am now, and BTS really embraces that, and I think that's why I connect with them so much, because they're open about it, and there's a lot of artists and people who've been through that and who feel the same way, but they don't talk about it. They're not open about it. They're not honest. They say, oh, I made this mistake in the past, but I'm going to try to hide it, or I don't want to talk about that, but... BTS is 100% open and honest about any bad things that have happened to them and the good things. And they embrace that and they use that to help other people. They put those emotions into their songs. And as Erica said in our last episode, they tell us to use them, use them to make us happy, to make us feel better, to brighten our days and our lives. And I think that's a big Um, a big reason why I connect with them so much. And so they take these old songs and they put kind of a little new spin on them and a little twist. So it's not the exact same song, even though the words are the same, they change maybe the tempo or the mix or add a little different choreography. And it's still the same song we know and love, but with a BTS that we have also grown with as they have grown.
0: I was just as you were talking, it kind of like hit me that like they really do walk their talk, so to speak, meaning that like what they're trying to do with Map of the Soul is like and speak yourself and love yourself and all these things is like helping themselves to grow. Yes, but also to journey along with Army, too, as Army's growing as well. And You know, when you get to the end of Map of the Soul 7, it's ego, right? The song. And it's pretty much saying, like, I love myself. I love all the parts of myself. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy for the journey that I've gone on. And, you know, them doing a song like We Are Bulletproof Part 2 and, like, going back to their beginning, but, like, looking at it and appreciating it, even if they are a little embarrassed sometimes of, like, their debut or what they were or anything like that is appreciating it it's like let's show you that we do this too let's not just talk about this but we are about this too like and they demonstrate it to us so I just love that like it's not only words in their songs but it's actions too and that's what makes it like so powerful because we see the lessons that they're learning modeled through them and we really are in this journey of life like together with them and they're with us too so it's really cool so many emotions <laughs> so anyway no, transition. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you're you're right and you know part of that is them like continuing the fight and you were talking about how map of the soul seven ended with ego well map of the soul persona started with persona And that was RM's, like, when, I remember when they released that single, and I was like, oh my, this was, like, the best thing I've ever seen. I still love that music video. Um, And so that was the next
0: song, actually, after... um, Their artsy, like, Sex in the City, New York Club vibes, VCR.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, so there was a transition, which we're awful at with the VCR, which, yeah, we need to call their creative team be like hey how are you so good with transitions um (laughs) but anyway rm like he came out fighting like he comes up and he's by himself and i'm just like who like who is this man like he (laughs) just came out with this energy and this face i'm like rm like i love to watch him perform Um, And to rap like sometimes he can get you know a little awkward with some of the choreography or (laughs) like in the tiny desk (laughs) performance when he gets his like wild and crazy um, quarantine RM going but when he comes out and performs like he's a really good solo performer and um, he seems very comfortable on stage and especially like when he's in his element and he's rapping and everything. Yeah. And especially with a song like Persona that has so much meaning to not only Army, but to him. And um, it was it was a really, really good performance.
0: It was really good. The only thing I wrote was Fire Mike. (laughs) Fire Mike. Oh, yeah. So
1: I forgot about that. I, I think I was either messaging or I was like trying to write some notes about it and then I look at this back at the screen like I looked away for a split second and there's this thing on fire I'm like uh what happened and <laughs> please the one person who doesn't need fire is Namjoon because he's the most <laughs> clumsy person I'm like please don't let this set catch on fire right now
0: I was kind of in the same boat as you where it was just like all of a sudden like whoa okay Spoiler, nothing caught on fire, everything
1: was fine.
0: Yeah, like it was it was meant to happen, but like no, that was really cool. And then they I don't remember how the transition happened, but you know, he I figured the song that was coming up next would be it because of what he was wearing. Cause he's wearing kind of like, you know, the cross a cross between what could have been a schoolboy's uniform, but now is like a man's suit. Right, like,
1: very similar to actually what he was wearing. Um, in I think he wore something similar in the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least do you remember those concept photos that they came out with where like Hobie, they they had their own individual sets that kind of reflected Hope World, and then RM had the persona, and um, they each had their own little like sets, and Hobie was like in the kitchen and stuff, and like um, he had kind of a similar. Similar outfit, but yeah, like a high schooler school uniform. Like, I'm like in a school uniform, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like I'm all untucked and ruffled, not like put together school uniform type. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I just want to mention, like, I love that he came out on that podium, like, President Nam June of like. The independent country of Armilandia, or whatever we're calling it. (laughs) Armilandia.
1: Oh, but so you were saying about like how it transitioned at the end. Um, I do want to mention the background dancers with their Mm -hmm. weird masks on in this one. Yeah, they had these like almost. um, There were a lot of very medieval themed. things going on and like so the background dancers had these masks on and they kind of looked like the masks that you wear when you're fencing so it it almost looked like a a screen over their faces but they were gold so you couldn't you know you couldn't see their faces and they were hidden um but that's the the background dancers and I think that's how they like transitioned and then the rest of the group came up for the next song and i was not prepared for what happened next
0: boy in love boy in
1: love but yoongi's hair
0: i see see i wasn't i wasn't even ready to to talk about this oh i did want to make one mention i thought the way that they incorporated masks in order to do like social distancing and be safe during the pandemic was like Really cool, like, all the different outfits and stuff that the dancers had. And I just thought that was, like, a really cool thing that they did. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled forehead. Um, Yoongi's forehead. I lost it. I lost it. In front of my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That's even better.
1: (laughs) So I have been discussing this with many friends lately. So I have a friend that, from the beginning probably since she's been army has been namjoon bias and she has recently in the past few months um switched to yoongi and all of my friends except for one all my army friends are yoongi bias and i think maybe everyone after this concert is a yoongi bias <laughs> or after this performance
0: I mean, how could you not, at least in this performance, like, I don't know where that forehead came from. And this, okay, so if you're just now joining us, if this is new for you, this is going to be something that's going to sound weird if you're, like, new to Army. You're like, what? Foreheads, hands, ankles, forearms. You know, like, all these things. You're going to be like, what? What are they talking about? Victorian era who? <laughs> but as you get into I. I remember when Molly was talking about Jungkook like changing his hair, and I'm like, who cares? And listen to me now. Listen I can to me. You, uh-huh. you can write a book eloquent- on this, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Okay, you were right. And I can write an, a, you know, an eloquent essay, of poetry about their hair and their looks and all these things. But no, they're very beautiful, and Suga just seems so different when his forehead is exposed
1: (laughs) he does and I think for me with him like he had for so long in the beginning he had that image of like this hardcore rapper and then he kind of transitioned into he went from Sugar to Yungi. you know he was like this sweet funny gummy smiled floppy haired (laughs) person and then when August D2 came out, he had to kind of switch gears a little bit. And so we got this new like hairstyle and new cut, but they were still styling, especially like for dynamite into this, like into like a softer look. But then he comes out in boy in love with his forehead. You can like clearly see his undercut. And it was, it gave me August D vibes. Like that wasn't yungi that wasn't even sugar. Like that was August D coming out. You don't think about it. I do because my hair on me, to me, makes a big difference. Like if I have my hair styled a certain way or it's not fixed, like I can tell a big difference in my looks and even my energy. And he did he came out with a different energy than I've seen him have in a long time.
0: He definitely did. I think he gets the award for like best hair glow-up since debut mm-hmm. because that
1: Num June. <laughs> Well, (laughs) the like shaved
0: Afro type weird cut that they used to put him in. I mean, he and Sugar definitely in battles back then, because you remember what we do not speak of, which is cornrows. Cornrows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they both have grown up tremendously with their hair for being suited more for who they are. No, but they look really great It's like, really, like, suit them. I am going to switch into, like, some other thoughts that I did have during this. I know it was hard for me to have any other thoughts. But they had all these, like, fire sets, right? There's, like, a mm-hmm. ton of fire behind them. And I'm, like, as if being in three-piece suits isn't hot enough. Like, BTS. Let's add fire. They love fire, even though it's, like, okay, you're dancing a ton. You're sweaty. You're hot. You're not drinking any water during this performance. And now you're gonna be in like full on like suits, schoolboy Hogwarts suits, just add a cloak. And (laughs) let's just turn up the heat. They just stay being the best. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big
1: takeaway too for me, this whole concert where the stages and we talk about like their stages at award shows and stuff, but those are they're only doing a couple of songs and that just makes me even more in awe about their tour like their world tour that they did and how crazy their stages were when they traveled and like all the stuff they had to travel with and was it a few days ago or last week something came out about just kind of like an announcement about the concert and everything and uh or an article and they were saying this was, like, eight times the cost of Bang Bang Con. And, like, they were talking about how big it was going to be. And they did not disappoint with fire and sets and VCRs and, like, and their costumes and everything. And nobody does it like I mean, them.
0: I have four words. Pro-fesh-on-null. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is one word. But still, Amazing. So after that, they go into their first what they call a mint, which is where they like talk to the audience.
1: No, so this was just like their introductions. Mm-hmm. Um, they just introduced who they are. And I still was like not over Yoongi on this part when I got to him and he's like, you know, I'm sugar. I'm like, can I pause this? And, you know, I couldn't, but
0: no i mean the biggest takeaway i had at this point was just that we kind of finally got to see like what the audience setup was for them Mm -hmm. because even though behind them and certain portions of like the set you could sort of see like an army who was digitally there i know that sounds weird but like on the screen so to go back to what we said like they basically had like armies there as an audience pretty much like a big Zoom call or a big like virtual conference call is like the best way to like explain it but we didn't see it until like this point so I assumed that that's what they were looking at but like we could only see like sometimes a couple of faces like in the background of the sets and I was like wondering like I wonder what the audience looks like for them I'd really love to like see what they get to see and then they finally like showed it and I was like so happy there was just like so many armies there so much like diversity represented which always is like the coolest thing one of the coolest things about army there are women men younger people older people people of all types from all over the world um just you know there with their army bombs and with their slogan signs and with their bt-21 figurines or posters and i was so happy to kind of see what they got to see because i know that it's been hard for them to go without ever really having an audience for the past several, several months. So this is one of their first audiences since um, the pandemic. And so, yeah, it wasn't in person, but I think that this was really the best setup that they could have considering.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure what they were going to be allowed to have. So I know when I like signed up to do it or whatever, it was talking about having your army bomb, but I didn't know how strict they were going to be with like what you could actually have on camera. So I was really happy to see people that had signs and they had their little like placard things with, I know I saw one that like had Tay's face on it and um, I saw somebody had drawn like a Jimin little sign. And so I was really glad they were able to have that because that's something that people were able to have at concerts and stuff too. Um, You could take signs in and people would have like light up signs and all sorts of fun stuff. And um, so I'm really glad people were able to have like personalized stuff for the members as well. And they were able to see all of that and like see the support. And yeah, I really love the diversity too. And I remember as soon as they showed it, there was a guy and like my eye was like drawn to him. Like, I'm so glad to see, Every race, every gender, every age group like represented here. Everybody just looked ecstatic and like they were having the best time. So, yeah, that was really fun to watch.
0: So the next song that they went into was Dionysus, but it wasn't like normal Dionysus.
1: Um, I'm going to need this remix. So, yeah, it was a remix and it was great. I loved the track. I think the choreography was a little different in places. So they didn't do like their yeah. traditional choreography that they had done during the um, speaker self tour. Um, they didn't have like the big set and like all this stuff where they jumped up on the table and all of that stuff. And you should definitely go back and watch any performance of Dionysus if you haven't seen it. But I talked on last episode about how I don't always like remixes, but I am going to need this remix of Dionysus.
0: Yeah, they need to put this out. It was so good. And, like, I totally know what you mean about the choreo. There was one part where, like, they normally do, like, the masha, masha, masha. It mm-hmm. was, like, a little cooler. And, like, they were doing a little bit more, like, with their hips or something. Like, I can't explain it. I was just like, oh, get it. It was, like, a little more swaggy. And, like, it was...
1: You're right. It was a little more, a little more loose and swaggy. And because Dionysus was such, like, a very tight choreography and they were always like together and this one was just like we talked about in our last episode coming into like and putting their own spin on some of these moves and stuff and that's what I felt like in this choreography that they were able to put more of their personality into it instead of being just like tight together choreography
0: they were able to have a little more um fun with it it was it was really good and so After Dionysus, they went into, okay, they went to a a VCR. Maybe this is the one you wanted to talk about because they went into like this like black and white VCR, which included like black smoke and like tar. So (laughs) this was my favorite. I figured. I knew it. I I was like, Molly (laughs) is losing. Oh, this is what I wrote verbatim. I had this in my notes. This is getting weird. So it's probably Molly's favorite part of the <laughs> <laughs> You know me so well.
1: <laughs> so I am watching this and they start out and they're in these like white angel outfits and it's very mystical and there's this like light aura about them and like it started with jimin and i'm like oh he's so pretty and this is so nice and lovely and then it starts going into like this little darker and i'm like yeah i'm getting into this like i like this now um and then yeah like the smoke was like it was like this smoky inky stuff coming in the background and i don't know if it was tar or ink or whatever but all of a sudden like jungkook has this stuff on his hands and then they go to Tay, and he has this stuff on his hands and then jungkook just wipes it across his mouth and i'm like uh what what's going on and then Tay's like wiping it on his eyes and then my favorite part so jungkook wipes it on his mouth and he does this little smirk i'm like this is really cool and i i, I knew what was coming um so this was kind of like the intro into map of the soul seven so all the songs we've had like leading up to were some of their older songs or songs from um persona which those were the lead-in songs before we started on the map of the soul seven album before we got to the all of the new songs so i was like yes i'm ready for all the new songs to come yeah this vcr i need to rewatch it like i i just need a dvd of that vcr and
0: i'll be happy oh my gosh like I don't even know what to say. You said it all, but I, I knew you were going to love that. And I was like, Molly, I think it's weird. Molly loves this. I know it. <laughs> and especially once I saw the way they were looking at the camera, I'm like, well, and it's V and Junker. who? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she, well, the concert's over for her now. Um, no. Yep, <laughs> so I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so after this VCR, they go into Shadow, which when we were getting ready for the concert the actual tour to happen this was probably one of the this was one of the songs I was the most excited to see done live because I really loved the music video for it I loved just like everything about it I loved the sound I loved the meaning behind it I just loved all of it and I thought that it really translated so cool on stage and it had like some surprises throughout the whole thing like when yungi starts off, he's going through this, like, hallway of, like, hands. But, like, you can't see the hands. They're, like, kind of through, like, this, like, cloth. Although one, like, kind of almost, like, smacked him in the face or did. <laughs> oh, I noticed that, yeah. Um. So there are these hands grabbing him. And then he's wearing this white outfit. And he's just, like, so passionate. he goes on the stage. It pretty much is, like, a recreation a lot of, like, the video He's so captivating in the sense of, like, he's so different as a performer than he is, like, off stage, you know? You really just see him show a different side of himself. And he just has, like, so much passion as a performer. And I just really loved seeing him. Like, it's almost, like, vulnerable in a way, you know? Without being, like, a soft vulnerable. I don't know how to explain it. But, like... We just don't see him maybe raw is better you know like it just was really cool to see him that way then all of a sudden his clothes change <laughs>
1: we talk about this a lot in their performances we're like how did they just do how did they change their clothes so fast um and no i totally get what you say about the raw performance it's like in the music video he obviously was able to do more takes of stuff and whatever, but this was like cut down and I guess raw and it wasn't a big crazy set. There wasn't other than like the shadows in the background, there wasn't a lot going on. So you could really focus on him. And at first like everything was white. So it's just like, there's nothing really to distract you from listening to the music and watching him. And I, I've always enjoyed watching him perform. He puts a lot of emotion into his performances. And I feel like shadow is very special to him and describes his journey a lot um, from where he started. And a lot of the feelings he's had as he's grown and through BTS. Um, So I got a lot of feeling and, and emotion out of, out of shadow and there is a replay and I really want to rewatch it because I'm just thinking about all of these performances now we're talking about them and I just want to see them again. And um, yeah, when his outfit changed um, and then it goes into like the darker and heavier part of the song, I was just like, yeah, I was really into it. And he just exudes his feelings and thoughts when he performs and he like, you know, he can't phone it in. He can't hide it. Like he, He's a very um, true performer, I think.
0: Yeah, this felt very authentic and felt like Yoongi, mm-hmm. or at least what I would guess him to be. Um, but so he gets into this beautiful outfit. <laughs> a- very amazing change of like, wow, a wondrous change. And then this is a perfect transition to at the end of this, he's in the perfect outfit to go into Black Swan.
1: I'm trying to think if we really ever talked about Black Swan. When the song came out, there was a lot of like promotion around it too. Like On had the manifesto video and then Black Swan had this Um, like performance video and it was all very like artsy and um, the song wasn't my favorite until the music video came out and I saw the choreography with it and I feel like the choreography to me makes the the song to listen to the words and to watch the movements that match the words and especially oh my gosh just watching Jimin. I could watch Jimin dance all day but these these outfits... I lost it. All of them. And you were talking about, okay, so I'm going to redeem Namjoon's outfit choices in this entire concert because he was on point the entire concert. And I think this was my favorite outfit of his. Because he's so tall, they fit him very well. He wears these like long, almost like cloak things a lot. And there is one... One of my favorite pictures of him, he has this like black, it was a long time ago at an award show. It was very Harry Potter-esque. He has this like black, almost like dress type thing on and he just looked incredible. But this, he had this like black um, robe almost and it was very delicate and it was, I'm just like, can I have that? But it looks so good on him. The rest of them the same. It's like all these intricate patterned and then some of the jackets almost had like feathers on them. Like I really liked Hobies. Um so they kind of mimic the the swan feel, the black swan. Um and then um all of them basically had on see through shirts. It just I like have,
0: <laughs> I have the word mesh with three exclamation points. <laughs> written. Yeah.
1: I just didn't even have thoughts any like I just Lost I, it.
0: I loved these outfits. And you're right. If you want to talk about redemption for RM, putting the R and M in redemption, this whole concert, he was so on point with his fashion. And so, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Because I know, I was realizing in our last episode, when I was putting together the show notes, especially... And referencing some of our old episodes that, like, I really talk about his fashion a lot. And usually it's in a pretty critical way. (laughs) And it's not the most fair since, you know, most of the time BTS always looks, like, fantastic. So it's more of my, like, preferences and everything like that. I mean yeah on point completely like and all of them were and they looked great and these outfits like I just love them you're right they were just intricate they're beautiful like again they just look so expensive like it's like this bead was made from volcanic ash you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. from you know a million years ago when the dinosaurs roamed the earth or something I don't really know like from Jurassic Park or something I don't really know yeah the uh, beads are made out of crushed dinosaur eggs (laughs) (laughs) like it's just like the, these are the rarest of uh of materials and only the best for the mesh you know um only the mesh
1: <laughs> so that reminds me of the friends episode namjoon if you're listening you know the episode i'm talking about after ross and rachel have a baby together ross's parents tell all of their friends that they got married Um, because they didn't want them to know they had a baby out of wedlock and so they go to their parents anniversary party and this is a surprise to them so Rachel decides to make up this whole story about their wedding and how private that it was and um, the only like the best she had the best of the best and so (laughs) she says that blind nuns made her dress and someone was like Well, how did they make it if they were blind? And she's like, well, they weren't blind before they started sewing it, but they went blind because of the beauty of the dress or something. And I don't know why I just thought of that. It's like the best of the best for BTS and like hand sewn mesh and I almost said dragon eggs. We're going to say dragon instead of dinosaur <laughs> eggs. Dragon egg beads yeah. for the like clothing. Dragons. Yeah, dragons. And they were so beautiful, which led into my, probably my favorite part of this whole thing, Jimin's dance. Mm-hmm. So they did like an interlude after Black Swan finished. They kind of continued the song a little bit and it was just Jimin doing his contemporary dance and it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Like I, I could watch him for the rest of my life just dance. Like I want a concert of just Jim and dancing.
0: BTS, just like they just make everyone better. <laughs> like his dance, it's like, oh, we're not in a pop group's concert anymore. We are at a contemporary concert of the highest caliber in New York City Mm -hmm. or, you know, in Paris with an accomplished lifelong professional dancer who Mm -hmm. moves like the wind um, and whose lines are like ribbons, you know, and it's just like, where am I? (laughs) I
1: know everything was so
0: unexpected.
1: I was not expecting that. And especially that long. Like it was, it wasn't just like a few bars. Like he, it went on for like four minutes. Like it was like a full performance. And like how hard they worked for this. And I just, I dream of seeing Jim and dance live again in my lifetime.
0: My goodness, man. I was really happy to see this not only because it was just beautiful but like during that era of Black Swan you know that song really was like oh this is like Jimin really stepping up in this song you know what I mean mm-hmm. in terms of their on stage performance all I mean all of them stepped up let's be real and it was complicated that you know the choreography and it was really taking them to a place that we had never really seen them do, but we were were like, oh, they are capable. They are capable of being dancers of a different kind that, that we've seen. But especially in the song, because in the choreography, he has like a solo embedded You know, it's very brief, but you see it. And, you know, I always talk about how I love watching like reactions online of people like reacting to BTS for the first time or they don't know who they are or maybe they do, but they're seeing a new performance. And people are always just astounded at that part with Jimin in Black Swan. So to see what the glimpse of what we got in that song and see it just really kind of unfurled into this magnificent solo piece was really quite um, special and like you said they just continued to like just surprise us and impress us and so that was a very special moment of the concert for sure.
1: Yeah it was for me too and speaking of like Transitions. This was a weird <laughs> transition for me into the next song. And another. Speaking of surprises, the next song was.
0: Ugh. And. Da 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 da
1: And um, I've said this like a hundred times in this episode already of them coming out fighting, but they literally came out fighting.
0: Ah, like I'm trying to say the name, (laughs) but that sums it up.
1: All right, done. Like that sums it up. Ah, like it was,
0: it was so good. And like, okay, this was the song. I know I said Shadow was one of the songs that I was most excited to see. This, and I think a lot of Army, at least a lot of American Army, for sure, were like, this is the song that they wanted to see. And I feel like they included the memes that were online about this. So. When this song came out on the album, I feel like I saw this one meme that was like so funny, which is kind of the same one that was used for Dionysus, which was just like barricades and people like rocking their heads like back and forth, like (laughs) ferociously um, and like kind of like shaking the barricades. And everyone was like, this is going to be us during uh." and this is my boyfriend's. Like, favorite song off of seven, and one of mine too. And we were like, we cannot wait to lose it. We cannot wait for BTS to come and see this in concert. And because of the way that the tour dates were, the show that we were going to be going to would be one of their first ones in the States. And I was like, they're not ready for what Americans are going no, to do with no. this song, <laughs> because, you know, I think they were going to be in Korea before this, like, for their first performance, but I'm like, Korean, you know, audiences are pretty well-behaved, and pretty, <laughs> yeah, they're just not going to be being what we're going to be for, what we're going to be for, uh, right, and so I was just like, I cannot wait for them to see it in front of an American audience. Anyway, I was so excited to finally, like, see this song. Okay, back to what I was saying, though, is that meme, I feel like they saw that. And if you look in the background of this performance during this, they had, like, fences and, like, people holding signs with, like, their names on it. And I was like, they totally see us online and see, they knew that we would love this song and that we would lose our minds for it. And I love the setup for it. I love the boxing ring, like Molly was saying. I love that it was, you know, that they kind of came out one by one, in a sense. And that J-Hope, who I love his verse so much, I knew he was going to come out all hype. Did you like his Hufflepuff
1: robe? (laughs) Did you notice?
0: I didn't even notice because I was just uh, kind of... (laughs) acting like that meme (laughs) okay so they came
1: out like boxers and they had like boxing gloves around their neck and um they had lasers that looked that like mimicked like they were in a boxing ring and so Mm -hmm. they had um the little like robes on if you've ever seen like boxers they have their like silk kind of robes on or whatever before they go into the ring And so they all had them on and Namjoon's was a leopard print and Yoongi's was red. And then when Hobie came out, so they came out first and then his verse, his verse is one of my favorites too. Mm -hmm. He comes out and his is like black and gold, but the gold almost looked yellow. So he looked like a Hufflepuff. And I just, that's like all I could think about. I'm like, Hobie's a Hufflepuff. And it was so like, it made me so happy to see his little Hufflepuff robe. It wasn't actually Hufflepuff, but it looked like more yellow than gold just probably my screen or whatever but it was probably gold um but he looked like a hufflepuff to me and it just made me really
0: happy he was so hype in the mm-hmm. best way my notes just say Jay hope <laughs> um i was just like so excited and when they went into like a tiny teeny tiny bit of choreography at the end with their little swag <laughs> i I don't even know. I felt like I could bite through metal or something. I don't even know. That is another unexpected. Like when
1: they do tear, I wanted uh, so bad because we saw tear what like six times live and it's like, that's my hype song. Mm-hmm. And so then when uh, came out, I'm like, all right, I have to see this live tears just so um you know, there's no like choreography, but they're so hyped the whole time. Yeah. And then so they do this little choreography at the end, and it made me so happy because they're, you know, they're the rap line and they're these like this hardcore song or whatever. And then they do this little choreography at the end, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. And I'm really glad they added that little element to it.
0: It was at this time that I was like, maybe it's best that I am seeing this via the internet. <laughs> Be- oh my gosh molly i would not have survived listen we had like seats that probably would have been really good for this and i would have been like you might as well just punch me in the face with your boxing glove because you know i wouldn't have made it especially because like they they knew they know what we want they know what we want it's like we're gonna hit them with this they were in your imagination like is this Inception or something? I don't really know. <laughs> they're in your dreams. They're in our imaginations. They're like, we're going to give them exactly what they dream about. So they're in their boxing outfits. They're in Hufflepuff outfits. And then just when you think it can't get any better, a little bit of choreography that they know is going to make army melt, like what the rap line's coming through with a little something, something, little swagalicious. It's like, ah, I mean, what else is there to say? But ah, I <laughs> <laughs>
1: would you saying saying that leads me into the next song so we get our like our little um unit songs or whatever so we have the rap line and then we get into the vocal line for the last tour Mm -hmm. neither of these units had really had any choreography with their songs and so zero oh. zero o'clock. All right. So oh, no. I love this song. Um, It's just such a great sentiment and reminder. And anytime I'm having a bad day, I literally just start singing the songs. So I'm like, okay, when it hits midnight, it's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day to start fresh, to start new. I constantly remind myself of this song and we'll just start humming it if I am frustrated or upset or, am you know, in a, bad headspace I'm like tomorrow's a new day to start over to start something different so just I love this song already and then my, my friend well our friend um our friend Sarah and I really like pirates <laughs> we have like a thing for for pirates and their outfits Tay and Jimmins were very I could see them being like angel pirates And so, first of all, I'm like, all right, I love the song. And their outfits are on point. Their vocals were beautiful, as always. And then they come out with this choreography. I'm like, wait, no, these songs aren't supposed to have choreography. Like, stop. Stop doing this. And uh, it made the song even better, I think, for me, um, to see their little like choreography because it was like really happy and like upbeat. And then when like the dancers, the background dancers came out and were like doing this choreography too, I I loved it. And I really want this is uh and this one are the two I
0: really want to rewatch. So when they went into their choreography, I sort of lost it as well <laughs> and I especially lost it for Jin. I just was like look at Jin go I was so proud of him I was yelling at the screen to the point where my boyfriend was like well he's definitely your bias wrecker <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what really yeah because I just it was just like yeah! <laughs> I lost it and I I can't even remember I'm gonna have to watch I mean I can remember but I gotta watch it again because I was just I'm always so proud of Jen and I'm just like whenever he just like dances and he's doing the little moves that all the little swaggy guy I was word of the episode I've been using swag Swag. Uh, (laughs) I don't use that in like my everyday life
1: well you used on fleek last week So I'll take swag over on fleek any
0: day. (laughs) Pulling out my bag of 2014. You know, map of the the soul, right? Map of the soul. We're going back to 2014. No, but like Jen, bias record. Also, I thought that this was a good time to illustrate something. Now, I know I just said a couple of songs ago that I got to give credit to RM for his fashion. But I noticed in this song that V was wearing like RM-esque pants. They were very loose. But I was like, somehow he pulls them off. They look so good on V. They're so loose. And they're so baggy. But they look right.
1: But we've talked about this a lot in the past with his fashion. And remember, we talked about like his skin condition and everything. And like, we always wondered why his pants were always so loose. And he's grown into Some fashion like he's gone through different phases and there's definitely been his phases where he's worn like very more fitted stuff but he's always had a looser pant fashion I guess and so maybe it looks more normal because he has worn it a lot more like I feel like with Namjoon it's just different every day like there's no set (laughs) style for him so it's that's why it looks so weird, I think, sometimes, because it's like, oh, like, he looked really good here, and then he's wearing this weird, like, big pant with an overgrown jacket. With Tay, it's like he go, he has that fashion style built into his repertoire. Like, we've seen that a lot in the past with him, so he looks more comfortable in it, I think, than RM does.
0: For sure, yeah, for certain, 100%. Well. Speaking of pants, we headed to <laughs> <laughs> the next VCR, which, okay, this is where I think I kind of, like, lost it a little bit in a different way, because, like, I don't really follow, like, the BTS alternate universe or story, right? I've been exposed to some of it right and so sometimes I think I read too much into like what BTS is trying to do because how can you not when they have these VCRs and they have like Dionysus and masks and the stories and concepts that they've been building for like years you kind of start to be like what does this all mean right this VCR they were like there's like a you know a wall of TVs that Jimin's in front of there's like the idol stage like the stage from the idol video that Jin's on i think they were just reusing that as a set i don't think that was like linked but i was thinking it was linked <laughs> and then there was like tinkerbell pixie dust and v and a shooting star and trees growing and Jin looking like he's like at that like place in black panther where they go like the spirits go <laughs> and um there was like clo- like a gallery wall of clocks with jungkook jungkook which i was like this is my nightmare i do not need a gallery wall of clocks so i was like trying to figure this all out and like you know that meme with like the guy like from like it's always sunny in philadelphia with like having all the like red lines and all these pictures and like looking kind of like fra- you know frazzled yeah there's a, there's a
1: meme with Jin as him <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um so like i feel like that was me in my head right <laughs> And it became clear to me once we go into the next songs what was actually happening. And I was like, yeah. oh, I made that so complicated. You head. you did because I got it right away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, not right away. I think the first I like it clicked when with all the clocks um, because Jungkook's solo is my time. And so I'm like, OK, yeah, so this is going to be and then it's only the four of them. Um, cause some of the other VCRs, I was like, okay, is it the solo songs yet? Like, cause it would start with Jimin and then you don't see any other, and then it would like go to Jin, but then mm-hmm. the rest of the guys would end up coming. I'm like, okay, so not yet. Yeah. I was like, it's already, it's only the four vocalists and then the clocks. I'm like, okay, so I, I get it now. So then I started paying more attention and then the screens with Jimin for filter and then Jin's like, I think it was supposed to be more like space in a galaxy. Um, so there was like the. Like planets and stuff. So his solo is Moon, Taze's inner child, and about like growing up. And so you see the tree and the growth and all of that. So I got those pretty quickly. Um, and some of the other VCRs, I, that's why I want to go back and watch those because I think they're more linked to um, like Persona and the growth of the ego and all of that stuff. And I want to go back and watch some of those. But for these, um, like I, as soon as I saw the clocks, I'm like, yeah, we're going into the solo song. So I was really excited,
0: but Uh, I was not prepared for the first one. Well, we're, Hold on, because I'm not ready to transition <laughs> quite yet. Okay. So, no, I totally... It makes sense, but, like, since we were coming from zero o'clock, I thought the clocks were that, like, transitioning into this. And it's just like what you said, with all the VCRs being, like, not necessarily as related or even the people who were coming up. That's what messed me up. It was, like, about 4 a.m., so let's just say that. Okay, so let's get into the most anticipated song, I think, to discuss... Which I have to say, typically on this podcast, we don't really maybe talk about things the way we might be talking about them in this song. But is this your disclaimer about what's about to come? (laughs) Yeah, even though they didn't give us a disclaimer, they just hit us with that. Sorry, you you made me choke (laughs) 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 when you said that. (laughs) I'll start off with this, which was my first note, which is, this is different than euphoria. <laughs> you know what mine
1: says? Man, Jungkook.
0: That's my note. That's what sends <laughs> it, I mean, okay, these are my other notes. I'm just going to read all of the ones that I had written. It says, bad boy. <laughs> it says, grown, body rolls, leather, a new side, cute. And Magic Mike, is that you?
1: (laughs) Okay. Magic Mike comparison is the best. Yep. That's all we have to say about this. No. So honestly, my time, like when it came, when this album came out, it wasn't my favorite solo song. Like I really enjoyed it, but it, I don't know, just felt different from what I thought Jungkook's solo song would be. And over time, I've started to like it more. Man, like, I just remember Muster JK last year when he came out with, like, the longer hair and it was kind of curly, and then they were doing, like, the dimple choreography, and people were like, where did this person come from? This was even worse. Like, that's where I felt in this one. And then he started doing the choreography, and he had those leather pants on, and I I really don't have words for it. Like I am still speechless. I'm picturing it in my in my head right now. Like I'm replaying well, I'm sure this performance. Watch. I know. Um, I'm like I'm replaying <laughs> this performance in my head. That's when I don't need to rewatch because it's ingrained in my mind for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about giving a gift to Army like hey this pandemic has been difficult for you. So I'm going to show you that I've grown up during this pandemic. And I'm gonna show you a different side. No, it was so my time. I I love the R&B feel of it. Um, and it actually reminds me of like an Usher song. And I feel like he kind of brought that sultry r to the choreography. And this choreography was definitely different than anything we've seen him do. And I actually, I think I was so surprised by it for many reasons. But one of the reasons being that, like, you know, whenever they would perform fake love and he would show, like, his abs somewhat and everyone would, like, scream. And then I kind of noticed, like, the more they did the choreography, the less it seemed like he would do it or he'd have something that was, like, Belted or like a shirt that was like tucked in And I was like I wonder if he's like uncomfortable With doing it you know And maybe he doesn't want to be like Ogled like a piece of meat or something Cause like army loses their mind over that And then he's like hey I'm gonna make this stage A barbecue pit (laughs) 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 And turn myself into a sizzling steak Because that's exactly what he did That's what that whole song was like for The movements that he did which actually were kind of a little bit cute to me too, because, you know, this is, you know, the first time we're seeing man Jung like step into his, you know, manlyhood and manliness. But I could tell like, it wasn't like, I don't want to say like as natural or fluid as like something like Euphoria choreography that he's like so used to, but it doesn't mean it wasn't executed very well. It was just like kind of cute in that sense, like, oh wow, like his new debut as like this new junk, you know?
1: That just I'm thinking as you say that um, this is the first time he's performed that. Like, so, of course, he's not going to be as comfortable or as fluid um, performing it because this is his first time performing that choreography, like the choreography. I mean, it was intentional. I think this is one thing I love about Jungkook is that he has fully embraced like who he is and he's becoming... I think he is finally becoming who he really is. He grew up in the public eye. He grew up under BTS. He was still in middle school when they started. He like some of my favorite memes are like Jungkook and this like deep V neck, and then it shows him in his school uniform, and it's like, what did you do last night, Jungkook? And you know, it's like he was performing on stage as Jungkook of BTS, and then the next day he has to go to school. I really think he's finally becoming who he feels like he really is. And so my time is a perfect song for him because he really it is his time. And he's like, okay, this is me. This is who I am with the tattoos and with his fashion and with his man bun. And like we're starting to see him really come into himself. And I respect that about him. Like he's like, I'm not going to be who everyone else wants me to be. I'm going to be who I feel like I am. Honestly, that's what I got out of the choreography because it was a lot more Jimin-esque actually. Like Jimin, even though Jimin is very shy, it seems like in person. And like, if you were like Jimin do a body roll, he'd be like, no, you know, like in person, but he's very like, he knows how to use his body on stage. The choreography we've seen in the past with Jungkook like with Euphoria is very like upbeat in his songs all his solo songs are usually like about his brotherly love or like love towards other people and this song is all about him it's like this is my time to shine and this is my time to become the person that I want to be and so the choreography really like reflects that and it was a lot more sexual than like Jungkook ever has gotten um especially in a solo stage like he he brings it when he's with the group but then there's so many other you know elements going on that he's not the focus but this was just him the you know the choreography really reflected like hey i'm an adult now like i'm a i'm a grown man i'm coming into myself and i'm proud of it
0: i i'm gonna have to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like how I'm trying to be like (laughs) um I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna need to watch it again and take some more notes on that I was just in shock and we never really got to talk too much about on the video when it came out but even that was like very risque with like the flashes of body parts (laughs) wait this sounds worse than it is but you know with the flashes of you know they were wearing very loose tank tops and we had never seen them like that Jimin or V or um, Jungkook and so it was just like whoa like even that felt and and I think I did allude to this but I felt like that on was like very much Jungkook's like era and he was I felt like I was seeing a different side of him during that Mm -hmm. And I feel like it kind of came forward even more so um, in a song like this. And like I said, like, just like, you know, he's like, let me show you my, you know, my abs and all these things. And yeah, like was not expecting that. And this is definitely a song that like, can you imagine if, you know, you're going to this concert and you don't know what to expect in person? A lot of times they'll perform like songs like this on like the, well, he likes to go to the extended stage. So like. If he can't no, if he came out on the extended stage and no, was doing that, uh uh-uh. uh, I was just sitting, trying to just sit quietly <laughs> during this performance. So I was
1: messaging one of my friends during this. All I said was, "Man, Jungkook." She said something I can't say on the podcast, and then I said, "Go home," <laughs> and then I just said, "He found his time." And she's like, I can't believe you're making jokes at this time. I'm like, that's not a joke. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, it's weird to, I feel weird saying this, but I'm really proud of him to be honest, like to come out and be himself and be who, you know, just be Jungkook and not to care what anyone else thinks about him or says about him anymore. Like, I feel like he used to really um, take that to heart And he was trying to find himself, and he's finally himself. And I'm just really proud of him for embracing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it takes a certain sense of vulnerability to come out on stage like that, especially when this is a side that he doesn't really, like, show us ever. So to go out and do that, like, that's a lot. And this is his first time, like, really, like, exposing it to you know, millions of people, you know, and um, yeah, so I'm proud of him in that sense. And like, it's always really beautiful to see someone coming into being comfortable in their own skin. And I feel like all of them are doing that in their own ways. And through like, something like this album, and like the last, you know, series as well. And it's just really cool to see how that's like manifesting. And obviously, in terms of like, enjoying him as a performer i think definitely army got things that they didn't expect to, but mm-hmm. then again they're in our dreams apparently yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which leads me into the
1: next performance this i really think this might have been my favorite of the th- of the whole concert
0: so i have a lot of thoughts about this performance
1: Okay, I so was...
0: <laughs> let's tell them what it is first, <laughs> in case they oh. didn't watch,
1: because I do know there's... Let's just never use the song <laughs> no, title. No, never. We, well, we don't have to. Like, people will know as soon as we start <laughs> <laughs> talking about it. Um, But the next song was Filter. I really like Filter. Man, okay, we got to do a seven-album review. So I love Jimin's song. It has, like, a Latin feel to yeah. it. Um, when you listen to it and, all right, I'll let you, I'll let you start on your thoughts on this performance.
0: Well, my first thought is going to sound like, it might sound like I don't like it, but I, my first thought was like, Hmm, this is a really big contrast to my time, especially because I'm getting high school musical vibes with the hat and everything. And just like how, like whatever it was, but I, I love high school musicals. So it's <laughs> not an insult for me. <laughs> And then I also have a note that says proper loose pants. (laughs) (laughs) They fired the tailor. Then the next note says, whoa, how did they do that? (laughs) When he gets into. So basically there was a lot of quick changes of outfits in this. And I was just like, how is BTS like every single act on like America's Got Talent? Mm -hmm. Like he already did that solo that we talked about earlier like oh i'm like a ballerina contemporary you know lyrical dancer and i'm already this this and this a singer an incredible singer and now i'm a quick change artist and so it's like just add this to their long list of talents it never ends and it had a different feeling than J.K.'s, but he's like, oh, wait, let me just show you that, like, it's my time, too. <laughs> and he had a very long, I don't really know how to what to call it. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but OK, I'm still processing that. So let me let me say my
0: thoughts before
1: we get to that little <laughs> that little part. So the song itself has kind of a Latin vibe to me. And he did. He came out in like this white suit. And so the hat he had reminded me, I don't know if you ever used to watch I Love Lucy, but it reminded me
0: of Ricky
1: Ricardo (laughs) and like a lot of the hats he would wear in his performances. So it was like this very like Cuban vibe to me. My notes just literally say Jimin in all caps, dot, 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 and then smooth. Like when you're talking about these outfit changes, everything was so smooth. And Jimin just like exudes like this coolness when he dances. And there were these parts like the backup dancers were like pulling his jacket halfway off for him and like putting it back on and just like these like little transitions that we're awful at like and and the hats and like he handed the guy his glasses and like he was like putting them on and off so like they weren't full costume changes a lot of times like so but it was just like little pieces and parts of the costume but it was changing up the whole thing of the dance which the song is called Filter so he's like putting on his different filters and um but then he goes from his like white suit to this red number so I felt like that was like his when you're talking about like a salsa dancer and you think about like someone doing salsa, I picture like a red dress for some reason. And Jimin was in this red suit and then the choreography got a little um, 18 plus.
0: Yeah, it was a little. <laughs> Would you say time.
1: <laughs> it was a little my time? And even though we see a little bit of that with Jimin, like when he did serendipity, um, there were certain parts where like we know what he's doing. Like this was a lot, like Erica was saying, a lot longer and it was like extended out. And I was like, like You uh, can't uh, miss it. No, you can't miss it. Like there's some things in the serendipity choreography that he just does like very quickly and you're like wait did he just what did he really just do that um but this one it's like it was again intentional and you cannot you can't miss it at all
0: yeah the dance move so we're talking about like he just did this one dance move for like a really long extended amount of time which involved his lower body (laughs) (laughs) and So, yeah, and if you've ever seen the choreography for, like, Blood, Sweat, Tear, or, well, I can't remember, but, like, if you've ever seen that, or, like, even (laughs) Batse, then you might have more of an idea of what we're, like, kind of, like, talking about. Yeah, I guess he was just trying to one-up, or (laughs) (laughs) whatever with JK, so it's just like, oh, you thought I was just doing a, like, little innocent dance
1: nope I don't know I just I love to watch Jimin dance and I just thought the overall performance like with with the song and the vibe and everything and just like all the little quick transitions and just how smooth um like you were saying Jungkook wasn't quite as smooth as he has been like with Euphoria and a lot of his other choreography in the past I felt the opposite with Jimin like I thought Jimin nailed every single move there was not one misstep he looked very comfortable. Like he looked like he had been performing this choreography for ages. And he's only, you know, this was his first time performing this choreography in front of people, well, you know, live or whatever. And it didn't look like it at all. Like it looked like he had been doing this for years.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty much the end of that kind of choreography. So we had those bam bam back to back. But then, We go into Jin's song for, you know, Moon and Jin ain't doing any of that. Let's be real. And that's fine.
1: (laughs) So, so many people were looking forward to this. This song, I really like this song too. It's very upbeat. There are a lot of people looking forward to this one. And I love Jin. And just to reiterate what you were saying earlier um, when they were doing zero o'clock choreography, like up until this point, I was enjoying watching Jin too. Like I like watching him do the old choreography um, for some of their older songs because I felt like he used to have a lot more swag (laughs) than he does now. And like he would put that energy into those dances. And if you watch some of their older music videos, um, you can just see like. Attitude in Jin, and I feel like he's he's changed a lot in um, his role in BTS, and that's just a change that I see in him. And I was really underwhelmed with this because I saw Epiphany live, and his vocals his vocals in the song were amazing. He is so good live, and when we saw Epiphany live, like I cried. I have like. 10 videos of Jin and Jin has never been on like my bias radar but I love to hear him sing live and this performance just was really weird for me and all my notes say are foxes with a bunch of question (laughs) marks Because it didn't make any sense. And so Erica and I <laughs> were talking before the episode about like our, how we wanted to do the episode. And I had to go back and look. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me look at the lyrics for moon again, to make sure there was like nothing that I missed. There's no mention of a Fox anywhere. And the backup dancers had these Fox masks on and please, like I really am confused. So Unless you know Erica, because I am still really confused. Well,
0: actually, they weren't foxes. They were coyotes meant to howl at the moon. It's, <laughs> the red coyote actually is like a s- symbolic thing in some cultures. And no, I'm just I'm totally making this up. I don't know. That's what okay, <laughs> like, but
1: no, like that could be I'm like, uh, well, I'm from Texas, so and that was not a coyote. And <laughs> Then you're like, Red Coyote. I'm like, maybe there is a Red Coyote. But I could see something like howling at the moon. But
0: I... I was just as confused. And I feel like a lot of ARMY was confused. And I was like... And I was thinking the same thing. Like, I didn't look it up. But I was like, maybe I'm just missing some lyrical... No. Thing or something. I mean, it is a pandemic. Maybe that's all that they could get. It's like... I know they're BTS, but they were like, listen... I do have to say and I I don't tend to like rank things and everything tends to be like a good flow, a good like I just love everything. So it's not like, oh, this was this or this was that or whatever. But like I would say that this was like maybe just not at the same level of like my feelings for everything else in the show. And I did find my mind sort of wandering a little bit. But the good news about that is that in this performance we were able to kind of see more of like the actual like setup of like what the audience would have been because mm-hmm. up until really close to the performance they were going to try to have some armies there obviously practicing social distancing safely with like mass on doing a raffle and everything and so they finally were going to maybe get to perform in front of somewhat of a live audience and then that didn't happen and so what I thought was really cool that I just finally noticed at this point is like when they kind of like zoomed in a little bit of the on the chairs that each of the army bombs in the audience which you could kind of see them as just like little you know orbs before were in each of the chairs and I don't know it just like hit me at that moment of like oh they see all the army bombs and like those are like the people who could have been there and I don't know I just kind of got like really emotional because I'm like those are representing all the armies that couldn't be there because you know you saw all of them on the screen behind that but like I don't know there was just something about each physical army bomb being there and it's just like you know I don't know we wish we were there and we wish we're there with them in spirit and I don't know I was just having a moment like that during the song
1: I just want to say I didn't think the performance was bad at all like I said his vocals were on point and they were great and then I actually because the performance was so simple like at the background and everything you could focus on his vocals more i was just really confused by it and you're right it's like with the flow like so up until this point everything even though there were some like really weird transitions and some it was very like back and forth between things but you said earlier like the mirroring of everything and so i think that was kind of intentional um but then Yeah, it just didn't flow as well, like where it went. Um, But you could definitely focus on his vocals in it, which were fantastic as usual. And um, yeah, I didn't not like it. I just was really confused by it.
0: I hope it doesn't sound like I thought it was bad because I don't.
1: That's what I was agreeing with you about, like, the flow of it. No, you were saying it just didn't, it felt like it didn't quite fit, like, in the flow of things, and I agree with that, but I neither of us think it was bad. We don't think anything they do
0: is bad. No, like, honestly, (laughs) they could give me moon, and that's it, and I would be over the moon for it, so the next song we go into which I was so excited about because by this time I had gotten what all of the like VCR messages were so it's like yes I know what's coming up and I was very excited to get to this next song which is Inner Child with V because this is actually one of my favorite songs from Map of the Soul 7 when I would listen to the album it just felt like this like very epic song it just feels like this like Anthem soundtrack song. So I was so excited to see, like, what is this going to be? It turns out it was going to be a flash to the future (laughs) of V's son, (laughs) his little mini me. Uh, And I actually have a note about that too, which I know you were probably going to talk a little bit more about it, but I was like, Molly's probably thinking, that's my son. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, wait, probably all of ARMY is thinking that.
1: Because <laughs> well, it looked so much like Tay. It was so strange. Like, he had his ears and his, like, hair was similar. And anytime Tay interacts with children, I remember when the On music video came out and he um, had the little girl, I think that was supposed to be his sister, and, like, just how he talked about her and, like, how professional she was and how, like, in awe he was of how good of an actor she was and she and at such a young age. And I think he just really respects children a lot and just seeing him like some of his little facial expressions to this kid. And like, it was, it was so freaking adorable and they were on a little carousel and I love carousels. Like I've always loved carousels since I was a kid when you go to like six flags and, I could hear like the music that the carousel plays and um, his vocals are just, I love his voice. And I know Eric always talks about how I was really, I just was confused by his voice the very first time I ever heard it because it didn't seem like it should come out of him. Um, But I love his voice. I can't wait for his solo um, album eventually. So I had a little spoiler about this. I knew I figured that they were going to be doing their solo songs when we knew that the armies were going to be able to be on the screen and stuff. There was actually a rehearsal that they had to do beforehand and they had to sing some songs. And so some of them, they had to sing parts like in Korean and some people were like, it was really awkward. I didn't really know the words and like all this stuff. I, asked for the spoiler because uh, a friend of mine knew the two songs that they had had done and one of them was inner child and i was really confused when i heard it because i was like okay well when are they gonna sing it like what parts what are they gonna sing in the korean parts because that's really fast in some in some parts and like there's gonna be english speakers that are gonna have trouble with that so I didn't know how they were going to put it together. Um, but then at the end, when he sings the mostly English part and say, yeah, saying, we gon', we gon change. Um, that was the part that everyone sang. And so it had the the army screen and I got really emotional just because I could see what this would have been and like what this should have been live and having ARMY sing this with him. And it really made me sad for a second that we couldn't be there and that he couldn't see this with hundreds of thousands of people singing with him. You know, that that just lasted for a second because then I saw all of the people on the screen and like heard their voices. And I think he felt the sentiment that was supposed to be there with everyone singing along with him. And I think it made the song really special.
0: I think what you're not saying that if, you know, just like with anything online and technical difficulties, there's just like a lag that moment this emotional crescendo of a moment climax of a moment was kind of like not quite executed the way that you know it's envisioned in your head because it can't be because there's just going to be a delay and so it's just like even though everyone was singing it just started to be like sounds that weren't like in sync with like right the song and so V's like continuing to sing because you know you have to I mean I wouldn't expect him to stop but he's like you know singing over it but it's like a just a lot of disjointed noises right but then like you said when you like look at the armies like excitedly and you know that they're trying to like do it so like I feel like I was like torn in that moment there was a a a, a sentimental side of me that was like, oh, like, this is like, I exactly what you were saying, like, I know what this moment's supposed to be. And I do still think it means a lot. And everyone's just trying to, like, give their love and sing out for him and everything. And then there's a part of me that's like a little bit outside of these moments sometimes. And I think I can, like, look at things sort of humorously. And I was like, uh, this is not what they had planned. <laughs> okay, I have to admit, and I feel like a horrible person now, but I kind of was laughing. But I was laughing and also, like, sentimental at the same time. And it just, like, happened, you know? I think that the sentiment was still, like, felt. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and Mm -hmm. I have a very expressive face, so I probably just would have looked like, I don't know, like, a fox in headlights. Um, I don't know, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, I mean,
1: that's a really good point, because he didn't falter at all. He kept going, and you're right, (sighs) I think it took away at some of the parts because you couldn't hear his vocals anymore. And it was supposed to like blend in with um, mm-hmm. the army singing and everything. And I think there was a big lag. I mean, how could there not be? There's this huge screen kudos to them up to this point of like keeping it actually like sounding good and looking good and, and all of that. Um, but then, yeah, I think there was just like a, a little disconnect and as soon As you get that one misstep or one thing that goes wrong, like it, it changes the whole feel of everything, but he didn't miss a beat and he kept going and singing his notes. But then like the, the background noise of the army was a little bit louder than his vocals. And so you couldn't even really hear these like beautiful notes he was hitting while he was singing because of that background noise. So, um, I definitely felt the sentiment and how it was supposed to go. Um, But it just wasn't executed um, how I think they were expecting it to be.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you're dealing with people who have different internet speeds and all around the world and different lags. So it's just, it is what it is. But like you said, I do think the sentiment was there. And it's something that like, if you can either find it touching or you can like laugh about it if you want. Like it's things happen. um, And I feel like I did like both, you know, I was just like, Oh my gosh, but also this is so sweet. And also, Oh no. But also, Oh, I love this song, you know? And it was just like a whirlwind of emotions, but overall, I think it was more of like a touching moment and I'm glad that they kind of included it, not only to include the um, armies who were watching from home but like you said it gives us a glimpse into like some of the things that we would have had had we been in person which I feel like a lot of the show was I think that was like also a gift to us in the sense of like when you go to a concert for BTS unlike maybe some other shows it really is like it's like a community thing you know and I no i may be going into something that i'll maybe elaborate more in the future but it's definitely like something that's just like not the same without army being there and i'll definitely talk about that later on yeah because we have a fun <laughs> let's not get sad yet <laughs>
1: because the next performance um was ego and this just like brightened everything up i think Because really, like, up until this point, everything had been really dark.
0: Yeah, up until this point, um, it was, you know, well, and that that just speaks to Map of the Soul 7. Because, like, okay, I have to say, when I was still anticipating going to the show live, I was wondering, like, how am I going to like this, I wonder, compared to Speak Yourself, And so I wasn't sure how I'd feel, especially because of the tone of the album was, like, a lot darker. And... What I found in this whole like watching was like I it, I felt a lot differently than I thought maybe I was going to experience a concert and, and that's in actually a really good way. But you're right, like the just the tone of Map of the Soul is a lot more serious because of like the concept and maybe even if the other songs are serious, they are lighter and beats and stuff like that and like in visuals. So yeah, getting to ego it kind of throws back to that. And I really got a lot of um vibes of just dance, you know, which is what, you know, mm-hmm. J hope did as his solo song and speak yourself. And it still had that fun party vibe. And the choreography was just kind of a little silly, but fun, you know, and not what I was expecting at all, but like really just fun. Yeah. He made some,
1: like, I love his facial expressions and it was different than the music video choreography and he had some fun little things in there. I just feel like he put his flair on it and like he had some really good facial expressions and he just seemed to have a lot of fun with it. And this led like into a more fun part of the show I felt like, and I was too like thinking about how they were going to do seven um, because things are a little bit, (laughs) a little bit darker and you're talking about deeper issues and things in a lot of these songs and Um, So I did. I this was a good transition. So I liked how they used ego as this kind of party song of like, okay, let's lead into this new era of hope and happiness and using J-Hope as that. And I, I mean, that was such a great thing on their part to have him do ego and just like leading into this next part of the concert, their life, their album, like everything going on with them and like it. They're so strategic in everything they do, and they're so smart,
0: and... I love that, and this was surprising, that BTS joined him at the end of Ego. So, like, they got to be out there at the end of the song, which was, like, something, you know, you weren't really expecting. I guess they kind of... They've done that before. Well, I was trying to think with, like, the end of um, RM Does Love, you know... Mm -hmm. Then but I don't know that they're actually there with him at the end of the song like this. The song was still going and they're kind of like dancing yeah. on stage with him. And they just got to be a little bit sillier, like you said, which did lead into Boy With Life. So I just wanted to point out that they were there at the end of the song. Um Also that he was in a convertible, <laughs> a red convertible. And it was real. And my boyfriend pointed out the fact that he's like, you know, if this was a concert in the U.S., I feel like it would have been like a prop car or like something like that. But, like, no, that dancer is really, like, driving the car. And it's a real vehicle. (laughs) And I feel like BTS always does these, like, things that are a little bit more, like, risky or, like, dangerous than, like, American artists would do. Like, when Jungkook did Euphoria at the last show. And he flew. Yeah, he flew. But, like for instance taylor swift goes and does something similar like that in the audience but like she's on like this like stand and it's like very stable and she has like this huge belt on and like you know what i mean like it's just like very like secure and stuff whereas like he was like on a string and he was like whip me around you know like it's just like he was whipping so fast around like that stadium you know and they i feel like they stand kind of close to fire a lot of times and like pyro like on the America's Got Talent performance of Dynamite, like those fire things were going off real close to them and they do that same thing with like their concerts like the pyrotechnics and like the sparklers coming out of the stage. they're like, oh yeah, we'll be here or like the fire behind them even in this show. it's like, oh yeah, that's like only like four or five feet away from us. We don't care. and I'm like, I feel like all these would be very big liabilities in the United States and they'd be like, you can't do that yeah they do risky things and they go all out for everything
1: but then like that leads into boy with love which we've seen like a thousand times and i like how they've changed it up and it was very similar to how they did it um at bang bang con Mm -hmm. um and they had these little like light up umbrellas and um it was just like a more looser performance of boy with love and something that funny that happened, I didn't really notice it in the performance just because it like when they do fun things like this, it's so chaotic. Um but Hobie, a little bit later, like at the end when they're talking, he's like, "Oh, my umbrella didn't open." And they're like laughing about it, And he's like, "Sorry, we practiced it really hard, but my umbrella didn't open. And so, like you can't predict these things. And I didn't even notice that his umbrella didn't open. Like who would have known that that happened unless he would have unless he said it? Um, but like, I love when they just do these like chaotic performances of things and you're like, you don't know who to watch and these things, all these things are going on, or they do a different spin on a performance we've seen a thousand times. And so, and it still is cute and fun and happy.
0: Yeah, no, I really enjoy this performance. It did really remind me of Bang Bang Con. So I had two, I had three notes and, um, Major notes besides the umbrellas and that, like, they kind of remixed it, which was fun. Um, one, it felt like forever since I'd seen Suga, so I was just like, wow! Like, once he got to his part of the rap, I was like, you know, it feels like a very long time since we've seen him. Um, and then the other thing was that I felt like this is like the best I feel like Jimin has ever looked like the way his hair was done. I love what he was wearing. Like, I just thought, like, this is. I mean, Jimin always looks magical anyway. But, like, I thought he looked fantastic. Like, his hair. I just loved the way they did it. And I loved the color. I just loved everything about it. So, um, I loved the way he looked from this point on in the concert. And then the other thing I thought about their outfits at this point of the show was that I'm like, these are, like after work mixer outfits it's like a little bit more casual from what we've been seeing in the earlier parts of the show with like the suits and like the very expensive looking obviously these still looked expensive but like not in the same like realm and I was just like I like it it's like this is again adult bts like it's like oh hey you know we were just working and now we're at the bar at a happy hour getting casual looking good so I really like that kind of feeling that we were at
1: I think Jimin's hair is everyone's bias now because it started in with filter. So we didn't see him until boy with love because after filter, because then we had moon inner child and ego. So it's like, okay, we're having all these solo performances. I always loved them in these more like casual, expensive looking outfits. And from then on Jimin, like I couldn't watch anyone But Jimin, and it was very like his hair is styled very um, like in the idol music video. And he has that like undercut with the like longer hair on the top. And and this was Jimin's concert. Like he always puts I mean, they all do. But he I felt like he really put his best foot forward in everything. And like, it's really hard not to watch him because he's always so sharp. Even when it is looser choreography, I think that's his like his dance training that he always hits each move and you're just like, oh, Jimin, like, man, you are something to watch. And he just I'm always in awe when I watch him dance, Um, which leads me into the next song with that. I was really surprised that they did. Um, and one of my favorite choreographies and, um Jimin and Tae songs is DNA. And I I don't know, like I have always loved this song. Um, I can't help but kind of like sing and dance like when I hear Dynamite to this song. And I've always really liked the choreography and the, what do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this made me feel especially emotional Um, because, you know, in between Boy With Love and this, they kind of had a little bit of a mint and they were talking about how they've been together for seven years. And, you know, they're about to do a series of special songs and everything like that. So I was like, oh, what's it going to be? And when they went into DNA, it made me really emotional because, um, DNA is a song that my first BTS song that I ever heard. That's how I found out about them. Like I saw a performance of them doing it on the AMAs. And um, while it's not like my all time favorite song, it is a it it is obviously a fantastic song and it's um, special to me. So, you know, when they did their Love Yourself tour, I um, wasn't able to get tickets. I was way too late, by the way. I did not understand what. I was embarking on it I went like days later I'm like maybe there's still some tickets available <laughs> not and so when they I would watch fan cams and everything and when they announced Speak Yourself, I was really excited but I didn't know what we would be seeing in songs and their set list is like perfect for that so I wouldn't change anything but you know by that point they didn't perform DNA anymore so they really only performed it for like that one leg of the tour And so it was something that I was like, I guess I'll never really like see again because like they don't really perform it ever when they do. They don't really like do the choreography. So when they got up and like did this and they did it with the choreography, it kind of like started to hit me about like, wow, just like I'm sure that older armies would have been maybe very emotional seeing like we are bulletproof and all the songs at the beginning of the show that we talked about like I think this would have been really emotional for me to see in person and so it was one of those things that like watching it made me a little bit like it was like bittersweet I was so glad that they had decided to include this as part of like their journey and that they actually did it for the show but it was also like man if we would have seen it in person like that would have been like such a special surprise to see in person this song that introduced me to army and to BTS and um that I never thought I would have like a chance to really like see in person. So like I was going through some feelings during this, but I thought it was really cool. I thought that they use augmented reality technology really cool for this and it really looked a lot like the music video. They made some kind of like changes to like the beat, which were really like cool too.
1: Yeah, I liked that they did that with a lot of the older songs you had mentioned Um, during Boy With Love, they did the same thing and they did with DNA and then with like the augmented reality. So the next song was dope. And I love this music video. And this actually I don't know if I ever told you this. This was one of the first like few songs that I saw the music video to when we started watching the music videos. And that's what made me notice Jungkook. I think was
0: this music video, <laughs> this.
1: and because he was like dressed as the policeman. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Like it just made me notice Jungkook in this music video. I don't think I could tell like he was the youngest member. Like I had no idea who was who still, and like who like their ages and everything. This was literally like in the first what like hour of us watching. BTS stuff so um Erica kept trying to like point out who's who and stuff to me in videos and I'm like wait he has green hair now no he has black hair no he has blonde hair like no who's who wait who has this and I really like this music video and so they use like the the screens and everything to make it look like they're in the elevator and they as I always talk about their personalities they were like acting like they were in the elevator and it's like falling really fast and they're like (gasps) like and they're using their faces and stuff like to Look like they're actually in the elevator and then they do a little bit. I really like the choreography um, in this song and they do a little bit like at the end, but basically it's just kind of like an augmented reality type VCR behind them. But it was really it was a really fun
0: change and I didn't expect this one. I also was surprised by this. I mean, I know that they've done it a lot in like medleys and stuff, but they did the full song. This is one of my favorite, all time favorite BTS songs, which I feel like I can say that about pretty much every song. But um, this one is really up there on my list. And it was one of the first songs that I really fell in love with. And I love the choreography. And yeah, like you said, it kind of makes me think of memories because I remember we were going through and like I... Knew some of the members, but I didn't know them yet. So like we were kind of like going through and like being like, okay, let's look at this member and this member. And like I do remember you, like Jungkook really standing out to you in this one. But I was like, I think I knew that he's like really young in this, so just like that was like blocked from my (laughs) mind. I was like, um, I'm gonna go look at the race car driver or something. I don't really know. You know, he just has like a little spark in him, and he's a born performer. And as for like this particular performance, I really was getting vibes of two things. One, Tower of Terror at Disney. <laughs> and I was also getting Escape from Gringots from Harry Potter Whisting World at Universal. You know,
1: now that you said that, um, I was too. And at one point I kind of was getting a little dizzy and I was like, uh, I need to look away from the screen for a second. (laughs) And actually some of those rides make me a little sick. If I like, I have to focus on like a certain thing and I can't like look out of my peripheral or like watch too many things because I get um, kind of like carsick almost and so <laughs> um, except for on the Gringotts ride like I I do that one really well but some of the other rides like that I can get kind of sick so I had to look away for a second because it was there was a lot going on.
0: Yeah, there was a lot going on in this performance, but that brought us to the next song, which maybe it was the m- most surprising to me which was no more dream it it was surprising to
1: me until the end I don't know they they did the song and then at the we'll talk about the performance a little bit but then at the end they did this I think in some of the end of the year performances or like award shows or whatever in um, the VCRs where it says like no more dream and then they cut out the words no more and it just says dream. And so that was kind of like leading us into okay, we have no more dreams. And now it's like, okay, no, you need to dream, dream big. And so that was kind of their um their message now is have dreams. But I was kind of confused because they always do this and they were like, when Erica was saying they had their little things about leading in, they always kind of like, oh, this is coming to the end of the concert. And then I'm like, wait, this can't be it. Like there has to be some more (laughs) after No More Dreams. So I wasn't sure like what was coming after it. So that was a little confusing, I guess.
0: I don't know if it was the time of night it was or if I was still dazed and confused from that elevator ride or what. But they got me and I don't know why I've been to several of their concerts at this point and i know and i've watched their concerts online and i know that like when they say it's their last song it's not, it's not. Song. <laughs> yeah they got me i was so gullible and they, i was just like wow this is so my notes say this surprise surprising song for last song <laughs> and, and i was just like wow I, I some of my other notes i'm trying to think i was just like I like that they took their, you know, mixer jackets off. And I'm like, oh, we're getting even more casual. I really like love the vibe of it. I um love like the dance break mm-hmm. for this one. It was yeah. really good. Um, And it's just, again, it's good to see them do this choreography that we haven't seen for a while and do it the full thing. It just made me love this journey that we had just taken of the whole concert you know when you get to no more dream it brings you right back to the beginning again and you're just like wow I just like love the journey that not only have we gone on in this concert but that we get to go on with bts and everything like that so I don't know that I I just loved it then I realized like okay well you know we're probably not at the end but (laughs) So after No More Dream, they go into the Army Encore.
1: So I like what you said about, like, they took their jackets off and they were, like, a little more casual. And so, yeah, when they go into, like, this Army Encore thing, then they're in, like, my style. And I think both of our styles of outfits.
0: Lounge. Their- Loungewear, <laughs> no, yes.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> their birthday suits? What? <laughs> um that, w- that would be a concert. Um, No, they're in their like their concert merch outfits. So um, it's so fun to see them in these. And I mean, they look way better than I will ever look in any of this stuff. But I love to see them in just like their casual outfits. And, you know, they're about to have fun and they're about to do like be silly and just jump around and run around because they're in these outfits now. And yeah, so we we kind of knew, we talked a little bit, like No More Dream definitely could not be their last song. And we've been to concerts, we've seen concerts in the past, so they do like their little encore stuff. But again, throwing out the surprises left and right, there were three songs. I figured what the la- very last song would be, but there were three songs that just threw me for a loop. And I did not expect any of these three songs to be performed. Yes.
0: If you've never been to a BTS concert and you're going to go to a BTS concert, when they say this is their last song, they do not mean that. They still mean they have half of the concert to go. <laughs> and yeah, it's not they, even
1: like it's only one more song left or two more. It's like there's like six songs left.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like their whole concert from this point forward was like professional BTS. It was the A-team. And now... <laughs> it's a B-side. We we're, were getting ready for the B-side. Like you said, they end up changing into their merch, which it's, like, it's so smart. Like, by the way, I wanted to comment on that, too. They were selling their merch before this show, right? And they were, like, oh, here's a pre-sale and here's, like, all the Map of the Soul 1 concert, you know, stuff. And I looked through it and I was, like, I guess I don't really, like, need anything or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, it's fine. I don't need to buy anything. And um, then, you know, Hobie comes out with his, like, bag. And my boyfriend's like, oh, that's such a cool bag. And I'm like, yeah, it is, isn't it? And I'm like, now I want everything that they're wearing. I want, if it's even available anymore, like, I'm like, it probably sold out the minute they stepped out in any of this, like, merchandise. Yeah, I'm actually on
1: Weaver Shop right now. And, like, everything <laughs> everything's sold out.
0: <laughs> and it's just like, uh, I should have known. But it's like, at the time, I'm like, I don't need that. Um, Man, I didn't see this beanie at first. And I really want this beanie. Now that it's gone, it's like, you know, I had my chance. I was I was actually on the website during the pre-sale, too. And I was like, <laughs> do I? Do I? And now I'm like, why? Um, maybe because I've given them all of my money, by the I know. way. But yeah, like, when we
1: know they change into this merch stuff, and it is, it is very smart, because I don't think anything was sold out before this concert started. Like, any of the one merch. Like, people were like, oh, I don't know about this. And then, yeah, it's <laughs> just been... A couple hours since it ended and everything sold out but so the reason some of these songs were the first song they did was really confusing because when they usually change into these outfits it's like like you said the b-side and so it's these more like fun upbeat loose casual songs and then they come out with butterfly I love the song, but it's like very special to me. It like has a deep meaning. And then they're out here like bouncing around, like dancing and being fun and silly. I'm like, wait, this, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. Like it was just all of these weird feelings and emotions for them to be, to start the encore with this song. But as you were with like DNA and um, some of the other songs, like this one has a really deep, special meaning to me. So I had a lot of feelings and emotions when they came out with this. And it's it's a song I really never thought I would get to see them perform, even though there's no like choreography and stuff with it, really. But to hear them and see them sing this live was a big treat for me.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful song. And like you're right, it's like, oh, this was kind of confusing. But again, BTS keeps us on our toes um bts actually stands for b toes Toes. (laughs) (laughs) we're delirious um
1: but oh what i was going to say is like
0: (laughs) beyond the toes no okay that doesn't (laughs) no (laughs) beyond the toes we've lost it but oh my god okay um One thing I did want to say, though, is, like, when they did change it up into their tour outfits, and by tour outfits, I mean merchandise outfits, um, they changed the whole, like, set where it's, like, now we could see behind them all the armies that were Mm -hmm. on, like, Zoom video conference or whatever. So that was really cool. And they kind of took this time more to, like, kind of really, like, concentrate and look at the armies and everything and you could tell they were like very touched to see them and just like taking it all in. And that made me happy, happy for the armies that were featured. And obviously, or not obviously, but we've said this before about other armies. It's like, it's this weird thing where like, there's not, it's not like you feel jealous. I mean, I I think there's times when you're like, oh, wow, I would really love to do that. Or I wish I could be like that person. But it's not the same as like, other people being like that should be me you know i think that with army it's like you're happy for anyone to get that experience because it's like a very vicarious thing and you know that other armies would feel just the way that you would in these situations so anytime an army is highlighted or singled out or anything it's just like wow that's like so awesome for them yeah Um,
1: and to add to that i kind of when i was in korea cleaned my timeline up a little bit i obviously was still following and doing everything bts so all of my timeline is just like super happy bts stuff now and came across one of the girls that actually got picked for to be on the screen and all the comments were so positive and everybody was so happy for her they're like good luck like when do you start We know you can't talk about it but like we'll see you on the other side like fighting and everybody was just giving her encouragement and like asking questions and we're like genuinely interested and not no one was jealous um everyone was just like so happy for her there's so many good people in this fandom and i think that's because of bts like we reflect them and they have such big hearts and are always encouraging us and each other that's what they want to put out into the world and I feel like overall that's what our fandom does is we support and we encourage each other whenever I see you know girls at the fan signs or army whenever I see army at fan signs and getting to meet bts and all that eh, there's a little twinge of jealousy but I'm also like super ecstatic for them because we know how much bts loves to interact with army and that they get to see those people and meet them face to face and um I feel like we're all an extension of each other. So it's like, even though that army is the one there on that screen, they're representing me as well. Um, We kind of all represent each other and we're an extension of each other. So
0: yeah, it's just like weird shared experience and yeah, it's just, it's like all love. And you know, that's something that I don't take for granted and it's really special in our fandom because there are other, fandoms and everything where I'm not going to name them because I'm afraid that they would like attack me (laughs) but um and I'm even a fan of that person but I don't I I purposely didn't like associate myself with the fandom because like there's just like a lot of negativity associated with that fandom so even though I really love the artist I'm like I am not a part of that group and a lot of times I haven't really placed myself as like a part of a group of people when I like them but like I'm proudly happy to be ARMY because rather than like you know dragging people or being about like everybody has to like them and whatever this is one of the first times in my life like I don't care if anybody else likes them in the past I would have maybe been like oh You haven't heard of them. Let me try to convince you and whatever. I'm like, I don't need to convince you of anything. You, if you have ears, you should know. Like, they're my happy place. They're my sense of like happiness and like they're just so positive. And so, for me, it's like being that positive, like you said, the fandom is a reflection of them and they don't need to be everyone's favorite because it's like if you don't get it, then you don't get it. And then maybe it's not meant for you maybe one day it will be and yeah I don't know I just love ARMY and I love BTS (laughs) 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 I had a point to all that and I don't know if I found it
1: but like (laughs) me too and we didn't really talk much about this butterfly performance (laughs) but I think (laughs) your sentiment like kind of goes along with the depth of BTS and just like the meanings behind their songs and Um, that's reflected in them and their personalities and then that also reflects into us and they pour their heart and soul into their music, into their writing they take the feelings that they feel and they put them into words and and then we take those and we use those to reflect our emotions and that just connects us even more and same, like I love BTS and (laughs) I love ARMY and I'm so grateful to you Erica for accidentally introducing me to them two years ago and I mean my life has not been the same and will not be the same for the rest of my life because of this and I'm about to, I'm getting really emotional already. So this is not my ending mint, so I need to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, um. I was just gonna say you're welcome, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's move on before I start sobbing.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's run away from what we were doing and go straight into <laughs> bad transitions. Um, into run, which was the next song and um which was also uh, really surprising to me. It wasn't it wasn't so here's the reason why it wasn't <laughs> here's the reason why it wasn't to me i feel like run is like the army song for k army Yeah, they get turned to run and i realized this so like i like run it's you know it's it's a great song but it's not like my all time favorite or in like you know my I mean, I love so many BTS songs, but it's not of the BTS songs I love. It's not in like my top, 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 right? But it's a great song. Anyway, so, you know, they have all these concerts like that they had with the Speak Yourself tour and Love Yourself and the movies and everything like that. And I noticed that when they were in the USA and doing the tour, they didn't do run. But whenever they did a concert in Korea, they did run. And then I would like look at the audience the way that we act to, like mic drop is like the Korean equivalent and for mm-hmm. run, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just like, I feel like they're like, okay, we're doing this one for like, our, you know, Korean fans and our Korean fan base, because they're gonna love this. They're gonna get turned at home and they really do like, because like, I don't have that connection to run, you know. I think it's like a thing that it's just like Koreans just love that song that like speaks to them. That's like their, you know, sound aesthetic, so to speak or whatever. And I feel like maybe other countries have like songs that like really like their army especially embraces. And like, again, I feel like Mic Drop is just one of those songs like here, for instance, Mm -hmm. that like Americans in particular, like really like enjoy. And I feel like Koreans don't react the same way that I've seen anyway, Korean fans, to mic drop the way that we do, right? I wasn't surprised that they did Run because I have, this is my theory about Run anyway, that it's like the National Army song of Korea and like maybe mic drops one of the ones here. And then I think the entire International Army song, by the way, here's my theory that I'm randomly inserting in here, is Spring Day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like yeah. that is the Army song, you know what I mean? Run was
1: just, like, I was really excited for it because I do like the song. And it, it is, it's like, another one of those, like, you have to get up and stand up and jump around, to And when you were talking earlier about, like, K-Armies are much more c- civilized. We'll say they're much more civilized <laughs> at concerts <laughs> than we are. And, um, but this song, I know in, like, the Love Yourself DVD, when they, um, when BTS sings Run, like, everyone's up on their feet and jumping around and dancing. And so you're at right, like, it just has this energy and I think a special connection with K-Armies. And it's kind of one that they use, used to like lead off with. And so it like gets the energy and gets the hype up and like starts the the whole concert off on a good note. Um, so this was really fun to watch like towards the end. And they were just all dancing around. And I, I had it, so I originally was watching on the single view and so that since it was online, you could watch in like a multi view. And so there's multiple cameras and, you know, sometimes it'll focus on one member. So then in the multi view, you can watch different screens and it shows like different camera angles and stuff. So for these last few songs, I wanted it on the multi view because I knew they would be doing something each member would be doing something like fun or funny. So I had it on the multi view and it was so hard to pay attention to because like there's one point like Jungkook is just like hopping around like a little bunny and like Tae is sitting on the floor. Um, they're just all running around being their wild, chaotic selves. I was like, I was laughing so hard at this part and singing with them. And I just love to see them acting this way and being happy. And um, even though we weren't there physically with them, I felt like they had a lot more energy and they seemed to really enjoy it and seemed to have a lot of fun, even though it wasn't quite what they were wanting or expecting out of this concert.
0: It was so fun to see them be silly. Exactly what you said. I had just a lot of questions like, what are they doing? And like I said, <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I said in the last episode about BTS actually being a set of seven. Fourteen. Of twins. Yeah. So there's 14 of them. Map of the Soul 14. Here's what I feel like. when. RM said, this is the last song, he meant it. He meant it's the last song for A-Team BTS. And then that set <laughs> twins left. And, and B-Team. Then, then the B-Team came out and they're so goofy and silly. Seriously, like I I wrote down like, uh, Jungkook is using army bombs as maracas. <laughs> and I was just like, they were so silly. And the funny, crazy thing, and this is why I think they love us so much and we love them so much army just like was eating it up and this is probably the loudest that army was throughout the whole concert mm-hmm. and that includes my time the magic Mike show <laughs> and you know all these other things and like it was an incredible show but like when they get to be silly and themselves and loose and show their personalities that's what we like love even more like we love it the most and like we love that they can just like have this time to just really like show all sides of themselves like yeah show us the performance show us what we like we love that about you too but now show us this and this is like special time for us as friends and as like this special relationship to just chill out hang out and just be in the moment and you know all the other stuff is kind of like choreographed and pre-thought out and everything Mm -hmm. like that and this is not even me like coming down on that because you know I love that stuff I mean we just talked for several hours about it this is always fun to see the side too and it's just like you know it's, like, again, that friendship thing, that cozy comfort zone of, like, oh, no, we, we know each other. We can, like, be this way around each other. We can be our silly, goofy selves. So I, I love that, too. And this was, like, a really fun and special performance for that reason.
1: No, I totally agree. And that makes me think about the last, like, fish – well, no, it's not the very last song. But um, it makes me think about the last, like, fun, upbeat song they did, which was – dynamite and something I found really interesting Namjoon said they even this morning so for them it was like before the concert they were deciding on the encore stuff because there's no choreography and whatever like they could just pick three random four random songs and sing them and he's like we decided to choose this song and so like the morning of they're like this is our message of hope and dynamite has been such a um you guys have loved it so much we really wanted to do it for you and you know dynamite even though we've talked about it had like a looser choreography to begin with it was still like structured choreography so when I'm singing dynamite I'm running around my house or jumping around or whatever and I'm not doing like structured choreography so it is like the friendship thing it's like us hanging out with them, like doing karaoke singing dynamite and just running around being silly in our pajamas and it's like a big a big
0: army slumber party it really is especially with some of us in our lounge wear. but um <laughs> maybe I was losing it during this concert because one I got tricked by this is our last song which we know that's never the case but also like when dynamite came out I was like hey I forgot about that song <laughs> <laughs> like I w- I totally forgot that you know I think that I'm we so talked
1: such- for three hours last week about dynamite
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it and I think it's because I was such a map of the soul mode and dynamite's not really attached to that for me mm-hmm. so I guess it just was like I didn't even like notice it was like missing and maybe because we had done that episode and we had seen so many performances I didn't really like think about it not having been performed on this show or anything so when I was like I was like oh they said there's three more songs I'm like okay so we have butterfly we have run I'm like what's the last one gonna be and I'm like racking my brain for like what I think it might be I'm like is it gonna be babsy what's gonna happen you know and then it's like dynamite I'm right. like oh yeah that makes sense perfect sense of yeah like their number one billboard and worldwide like charting song yeah it's probably going to be dynamite but something really cute in this performance was um when it gets to jen's part he maybe blows a kiss or does like a heart or something and I feel like he was, like, because they were doing their choreography so loosely, he was, like, thinking about, like, what do I want to do this time when I'm in the middle? And so, like, he was so preoccupied with that that he, like, missed, like, his cue to sing, and his mic was, like, in his sleeve, and they you see all the other guys being, like, uh, Jin, and they're, like, laughing in arms, like, come on now, man, like, and it was really cute and stuff like that, and they laughed about it so much to, like, even through, like, the end of the song and stuff, it was just, like,
1: and that's what I another thing I like about them too is they practice so much and like live stuff you can't predict what's going to happen but they just go with it and to me that makes it better like if it, if everything was executed 100% perfectly yeah it would be a great show but like it wouldn't be them like if and especially that to happened to Jin I feel like that would have either happened to Jin or Namjoon it's just typical BTS and their imperfections make them perfect to me. And so for something like that to happen and them just to like laugh it off and they're like, "Eh, whatever, like, and especially Jin, he's just like, oops, we love that. And like you were saying, like, ARMY eats that stuff up. Like we love when they do silly things and especially when they're not on purpose. And that's something like you couldn't
0: plan to happen. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to
1: watch this replay later.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm already playing on it, which means, you know, I, I'm i going to become, you know, a vampire. Call me Edward Cullen. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've lost it. I get it now. I see how they have, like, half a brain cell by the time they get to the end of their show. All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting to the actual ending of the show, and that's when they kind of you know, sum it all up, talk about how they feel. This always is like an emotional part of the show, regardless. And this is another thing that I love about BTS. And I don't know that we've, maybe I have spoken about this before. I don't know. But like, this is something that's really special that I also haven't really seen with like a lot of other artists that I follow and go to concerts of. It's something that actually really surprised me about them, that they really make each show special and speak to you at that show Mm -hmm. i you know grew up being a big fan of britney spears who i feel like i've mentioned a lot in this episode but she wouldn't really like say anything to you at the show it'd be like click microphone on hey you know san francisco hope you're doing well tonight click off and into toxic or something you know like it was very quick and even some other artists like they maybe say like your city maybe they'll say a couple of things but like bts will take a full like few times in the concert to talk to you and like at the end talk to you for like a good like half an hour or so and expressing like what we mean to them and what the show meant to them and it really does a couple of things one I think it maybe helps them to solidify what this experience is to them and makes it individual and not just like going through the motions like oh here's another concert we do these all the time but it also makes it so special for you as the army who's in attendance, because it's like this does mean something. It's not just them on a hamster, you know, a hamster on a wheel. Like it's not just another city, another day. It's a moment that we're sharing together that's sacred. You know, this. it was the same with this ending, Matt.
1: I 100% back up that sentiment. And I guess I never really noticed it before watching concerts past concerts and stuff until we actually went to concerts and then we were in different cities but not even in the different cities but like the different nights of the same city their ending meant was still different and it's very specific to that night that concert because they also have a different experience every time you don't know what happened to them during that day or even right before the concert like someone could have gotten hurt or like had gotten bad news or something really good could have happened. And so, um, their experience for each concert is different and they express that in each concert. And it's not like, Oh, Hey, I'm still in this city. I'm still here, whatever they express the sentiment for that specific night. So regardless if you just went to one or if you went to all of them, you still feel like it was special for you. And I got that sentiment here as well. And Hobie, I feel like Hobie starts a lot. It was a much different mood. And like we were coming off of this high of their fun, silly songs, um, you know, them doing dynamite, and then they start their ending mints. So they spoke all in Korean. Um, so my translations weren't a hundred percent all the time. So I just kind of got a little bit of my translations So I don't know exactly what they were saying. But what I got out of Hobie's, he was 80-20 in this concert. Like he was 80% happy and then he was 20% disappointed. And the disappointment was obviously not being able to see us. And Hobie for me is always such a positive person and he always puts like a good spin on it. So for him to actually like express his disappointment and his sentiments like really hit hard for me because I feel like he doesn't do that very often. And um, other than in that (laughs) mama when he lost it, um, I think that was the first time any of us had really seen him get that emotional. And he didn't cry or anything in this, but just hearing him express like his disappointment and not being able to see us that really hit home for me and like how difficult this has really been on them as performers. And even though they were able to do this like big elaborate concert, there was nobody there there were no people there to, for us to give them the energy. And as performers, this is what they live and breathe. And for them to not be able to do this for real people, um, I can't even imagine what they're going through. But it really hit me when Hobie said that, like, hey, I'm only 80% happy.
0: You know, when he said that, it really made me think about how This pandemic has kind of caused ARMY and BTS to be more in like a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And I know for some of us, obviously, like it kind of always is like we know them through the Internet and through their music and not like necessarily like super directly, like we're not interacting with them like in person, but it still just like feels different. Maybe all of us can relate to that feeling during the pandemic of like, not being able to see your friends, some of us can't see our families, because maybe they're far away, or you're putting them maybe like you feel like in danger, or you know, whatever it is. And it's been a time of like loneliness and distance. And, you know, as much as you can, you can connect with people, from afar and you can have friendships and nurture them and everything it still isn't the same as like being in person with someone feeling that connection and that energy and i totally understand him saying like this is great but it's not the same and Mm -hmm. it's the best that we can do so we're happy about it but like at the same time you know we like live for this other stuff it's the same thing being army like i know that some of the people watching will unfortunately never get to see a bts show for whatever reason mm-hmm. and we've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go and see them and when you do it is different and like i'm getting emotional but i know i always joke about freaking Dionysus (laughs) but I'm gonna bring it up again because that was the culmination of it like really hitting me that like they're real they're in the same space as I am Mm -hmm. and I was having like a dream come true of getting to see them do what they do best and that's perform live you know And again, think of how powerful their energy is through a screen and you have to like multiply that being in person, like the memories and the energy and just being fully present in a beautiful moment that is better than you imagined to be when in life. Maybe for some of us, that doesn't happen that often, that things are better than your expectations. And to just, like I said, be fully present. And especially for me, with my connection to BTS really coming out of a time of like losing my mom, that's like the sort of thing that you're missing. And so I know that performing live is. What gets them through all of the hard stuff and it motivates them for the hard work they do. And it's the same for us. It's their motivation, getting to see them, getting to see, enjoy them as artists is what can motivate us and get us through times too. So, and that's
1: exactly what happened when Jimin started speaking next. And I think exactly the sentiment you just said is what Jimin was feeling. I feel like he lives to perform. He has such a big heart. And I think he takes every moment in and he feels that special connection in every concert, in every person. I feel like he's the one that looks us in the eyes. And I feel like he's one also that maybe reads our comments and sees like our stories and where we came from. And he knows that a lot of us found them in times of hardship, in times of loss, and he's one that wears his heart on his sleeve like a lot of armies do and he got very emotional and he's he's cried before but he lost it like he was sobbing and just to see like his tender heart and how emotional he got and that's pretty much what he said was what you were just expressing that it's so hard to not be together and to share in these moments together one thing i love about jimin he said he got so distracted um towards the end because he was thinking about all these emotions and he apologized for not being like at the top of his game and i'm like jimin nobody noticed anyone else but you like this entire concert like you killed it like he is perfection all the time and he gets in that headspace of like I I got really sad or I got disappointed or I got upset and he thinks it comes out, but that's just, he's so professional to me. It didn't show at all. I didn't notice him getting distracted. I didn't notice any of that. You can just see how much it means to him to perform and to do what he does. And he loves it so much. And for us to not be there with him and for them to not get to do this concert, how they wanted to do it took such an emotional toll on all of them and you're right you you can't replicate the experience of being there in person versus watching it sitting at home on a screen and even though it was amazing performance and amazing concert it you know it's not the same it's not the same for us and it's not the same for them and i think we all feel that
0: you're totally right about him wearing his heart on his sleeve and being just like so emotionally like full and also just being a perfectionist like you said like whatever he was feeling inside and I think that BTS is really good at this it didn't come out in their performance at all whatever he felt was not there not clicking and the guilt it seemed that he felt of like I'll do my best to like show you something better and they always say that it's like um you don't really need to do that. <laughs> this is pretty amazing and pretty perfect. My soul is going to leave my body
1: if you <laughs> do it any
0: more perfect than what you did. I know. You mean like you're an angel who literally yes. came and like spread your wings and flew in front of us and you're like, I'll do better. It's yeah. like, um, we can't take better. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just feel like BTS like... This connection is like not made up as fans. You know what I mean? Like when I was an NSYNC fan, it's just like, I love NSYNC and they love me. And like, oh my gosh, maybe one day I'll be with Justin Timberlake. Like it was like weird, right? It was a fake of love. This is not even like in terms of like romance or like whatever. It's like, I feel like this is like a friendship in a different like sense. And it's like whenever they express these things, it's like, oh, we are on the same page. Like you guys feel about us like, the way we feel about you, like it's there. And like Jimin expressing this, besides him beating himself up for not being extra perfect. I don't really know. It's like, besides that, it's like, we're on the same page. So kind of what you said there at the end kind of goes
1: into what June said. And he actually, he was like, since they're all speaking in Korean, I'm going to speak in English for all of our international fans and everything. I'm wondering if he had something different to say, but after what Jimin said, he, Namjoon, I feel like usually speaks the most in the mints because he's the leader, but his was actually the shortest, but it kind of was the deepest sentiment for me. Um, not only because it was in my native language, but just what he said, he said, we're strong together. You're strong. We're strong. And we will find a way. Like we need to believe in ourselves. He was talking about, you know, through rain and snow and all the hardships, basically, we need to believe in ourselves that we will get through this. And he's like, BTS is strong. Army is strong. And together we will find a way to get through this. And so that just keeps hitting that point of this is a mutual thing. Like it's not us chasing after them or them chasing after us. It's a mutual love and respect of friendship and connection and even though we're worlds away we know and feel the same way about each other and they know it and we know it and but just to hear RM say that and especially like in English and him just saying like we're strong we're gonna get through this
0: um, that hit me really hard. Yeah I love what you said about the mutual love and this exchange there are lots of different kinds of love and I feel like when you grow up they kind of teach you like the love that you need to seek and that seems so elusive is like romantic love right Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of the songs you grow up and you hear about it's whatever people interpret that to be but as you get older I feel like you can really experience way more types of love And I feel like you can be fulfilled in so many ways in your life with these different kinds of love. I think people may make it seem like you're empty if you don't have like a romantic partner, if you're single or whatever. But you know, that's just one kind of love. And that's a beautiful love to have. I'm so glad to have that in my life. But there's other things too. Some people maybe don't have the like, love from like, their parents or a traditional family structure, but then they have such a full love from like their friends or from, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they get to be a parent someday, even if they didn't have that. And they get to like pass a different kind of love on and experience that. One of our first episodes, I think, talked about this where um, the guy from the London Times is like, why aren't there? You can't tell me they're not going out and partying or like whatever this negative article was when you think about like groups here or whatever, it's like, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's about getting girls. And you might look at some, a group like BTS and be like, they must be like so lonely and they may be fine. And it may not be something like, Oh, they must be so empty or lonely because they don't have this because they have a love that um, most people don't really get to experience. And I think that they feel grateful for it. Like they have this, like, Pure love from Army and this mission and this kind of like position in the world to help people feel better, to bring joy to their lives. And that has to be this like very fulfilling sense and this like weird, like collective love of friendship that is on this other level that again, I don't really feel like has been defined because. How do you explain this mass love, and it's something that i don 't know if I think existed or i wouldn't have expected it to until i'm like a part of it you know and that's what
1: that's what I was going to say i don't think you can explain it until you just have to experience it and i it, it's very strange that you um were saying that because I was just talking about that with a friend um a couple of days ago that I grew up kind of chasing romantic love because that's what we see here in the states like we see it in um, movies and music and it's everywhere it's like okay you're not fulfilled unless you're in a romantic relationship and where I'm from in a small town um, you graduate high school you go to college you meet someone you get married and you have kids and that's just kind of like how it goes and then Um, if you get to a certain age and you're not married, people start asking questions. Why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? Why don't you say, well, one, it's none of your business, but two, maybe that's not what I want in my life, or maybe it just hasn't worked out for me. And I used to feel bad. Like I, people would make me feel bad about myself because I got to a certain age and I'm not married and that should, that shouldn't matter. Like that might make you fulfilled, but that's not what is happening for me right now. And I didn't really understand that until I was actually in this collective relationship. And until I met the friends that I've made through BTS, you know, starting with Erica and then my few, you know, closest friends, army friends that I have now. And I am 100% fulfilled in my relationships with this collective love and i can give you guys love and you can give it back to me and it's all i need and i am not searching or chasing for that anymore because it found me and that's i feel like bts is that for a lot of people yeah maybe you don't have a father figure or a mother or siblings um or even friends and that's what BTS brings to your life is that feeling of love and acceptance. And they just make you feel like you have a place in the world when there were times that you didn't feel like you did. Um, and they help you to find your path and, and, and it's, it's not even just BTS, it's, it's the collective of it. It's the people that you meet through them and the people that they draw to them um, are just amazing, incredible people. You can't explain it. It's just something you have to experience for yourself.
0: They're a vehicle for love, like more love in the world, for love for ourselves, more love for them as people. They're also... Breaking so many norms, and when you talk about that in terms of like maybe what the definition of masculinity masculinity is or attractiveness or what people perceive of, you know, at least from the American point of view of what a group should look like. So they already do all those things. But I think they also do it on a deeper level of like what does love look like in your life? And you know, society can make you feel like if you don't have like what we said, like these standards that, your life is empty or that you are missing something or whatever and they're here to kind of like show you that like love is bigger and more transcendent and can reach you at any place you don't have to Mm It's like, oh, if you're single, then I guess you're not loved. No, that's not what that means. Like I think about people who don't even have children. Maybe they have nieces and nephews, and like or dogs, or, or dogs, <laughs> or plants, you know, or plants. Yes, we're really into plants right now. Um, <laughs> what really matters is first loving yourself, because once you get there, then you can accept whatever the love that is meant for you and that you want is. You can stand in that and not be ashamed. And it can come in the form of through this music and through this group. And so like in RM, yeah, his message was really short, but sweet, but good and needed. And I do think he kind of changed it in reaction to Jimin's Mm -hmm. message. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: Jungkook was, Jungkook came after RM and I was really interested after Jimin, like what everyone else was going to say, because you could see like during Jimin's mint, Everyone else just kind of like, I think they were a little, sh- not shocked, but they were, I don't think they thought Jimin was going to be as emotional as he was. And so maybe they all changed their sentiment a little bit. Um, or maybe they didn't, because Jungkook, he didn't really respond maybe how I thought he would respond, um, but he was just very, like, thankful Um And he just said he felt very encouraged and that he had a lot of fun. So um, it was really good to hear him say that because everyone else kind of had this like down energy. And then Jungkook was like, you know what? It wasn't what we expected, but I'm very thankful and grateful that we're still able to be here and perform. And he's like, I felt very encouraged by seeing like the army on the screens and everything. And he's like, and I still had a lot of fun doing it. And I just think he, like, he just loves to perform, too. And it's it's really fun for him. And he loves being on stage.
0: Yeah, I got the same vibe. He's, he's like, if I can perform, then I'm cool with it. You know, yeah. like, I'm totally fine. So, and maybe he could, better than maybe some of the other guys, really perceive, like, the digital energy. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the golden closet maknae you know so right he <laughs> is like a true introvert so he's like ah, through a screen that's fine with me you know <laughs> right
1: and then after jungkook um was jin and i know you had a some stuff to say about this i'll just say what i got out of jin's from like the translations that came through for me Jen was just kind of talking about after Dynamite and like practicing for this, it really didn't feel like they were getting ready for a concert. Like he felt because they promoted Dynamite so heavily and everything they were doing up until that point, um, he felt like it was more of a promotion than an actual concert. Um, But then once he like, he saw the screen and the army bombs and all of that, he said it, it finally hit him like, Hey, this is a real concert. Um, And he was like really grateful and happy about that. Um, and then I got like a translation that came over that said he, he was 50% happy. (laughs) He was like, I'm at 50% joy. I'm like, "Mm, okay, well hope he was at 80 and Jen was only at 50%. Um, but again, like we were saying with all the other guys, I can't really imagine what they were feeling and, um, you know what the energy actually was in there. Because I don't know if the screen was up the whole time. I know, Erica, you had said something like, we didn't really get to see the screen. But I remember at one point a translation came over when they started talking and it's like, oh, ARMY is back. So I don't think the screen was up the whole time. I think it kind of came in and out at at different times. So there might have even been points where the screen wasn't even there. So that would definitely change their energy a little bit
0: yeah the point I wanted to kind of like make was kind of with that and also with what Jimin was saying how like he Jimin was feeling kind of guilty because it's like because it didn't feel like a concert he didn't really feel like he like showed up completely and wasn't really fully present until like kind of the end when the b-side came up you know um when it's army time and he can really see them and like you said maybe that meant like they really didn't get to like see them see them the entire time or like, you know, maybe the screens just felt far away and like they just saw a lot of empty seats, but it just didn't feel like real. And it's just like, you know that they've rehearsed like so many times. So it's just like, oh, this is like going through rehearsal again. I'm sure that they had a lot of anticipation and excitement building for this. And it's just like, oh, if we finally get to have a concert, we finally have a show, we're going to show them something. And then they get there and it's like, well, this kind of feels... The way it always does when we're rehearsing, and so that's hard. And like finally, like kind of clicks when like these screens are in their faces, and they're hearing like these voices and seeing these faces, and have it now that they're not, you know, doing choreography, they can like really like look and take it all in and be like, oh, here it is. BTS is kind of like half of the equation, and I know that sounds like really weird, but like you know, you go to another show, it's like okay, they put on a great show, but like. It's not the same without Army, and it feels that way even as an Army. It's like, even watching it, it's like, oh, this is great and this is fun and they're doing a great job, but it's like, it's not the same as being there with Army. Like, we had seats in different places, and I really liked being, you know, close to them, obviously. But some of my favorite memories are from being kind of further away, but more like surrounded by Army and getting to see like the sea of armies reacting to everything. It's kind of crazy to go to a concert and like, I can be pretty passionate at any show that I'm at, you know, but when you're at a BTS concert, everyone there is just as passionate as you. Armies are so diverse. They're all backgrounds, all ages, all genders, all, you know, types of expression. And so all races. And so to see like what the world should be and you're feeling that and it's just for this positive vibe, it really is like. Army and BTS coming together and that special combination that really makes it feel like a true BTS concert. So I totally understand why Jim was like, ah, I'm only fifty percent pleased, and Hobie, you know, ah, I'm like kind of twenty percent. Like how it's sort of disappointing, even though it's also so great to get closer to each other and everything. And that's a great
1: a great point. I'm gonna kind of put yungi and Taesan together because they kind of had a similar sentiment and it goes exactly with what you were saying. They both were saying they were feeling empty and Yungi said it it felt empty. And Tay said it was very hard for him to be motivated without a crowd because you can't replicate that. I mean, they could have literally had 70,000 virtual army and it still wouldn't have been the same as being in person. And so what we feel being out in the crowd is probably only, It's just a small fraction of what they feel performing for us and for them to look out into like this virtual screen and only see, you know, a couple hundred army, even if it was all of us, it still wouldn't be the same. So I can understand, too, Yoongi saying like he felt empty Then he did feel encouraged by seeing ARMY. um, And then to just reiterate the sentiment of the friendship, he even said, like, I can't wait for us to hang out again. So for them, it is. It's just like a hangout of them getting together with their friends, (laughs) 60,000 of their closest friends, and hanging out. We give them – that's why they do what they do is for us. Tay, you know, same thing. He said it was, like, very hard to be motivated without having a crowd. And – Um, he was just talking about how they were so focused on dynamite for so long because they don't know when the virus went in and it was like very scary. Um, it is, it's a huge unknown and it is, I'm sure a disappointment in some ways for them, um, even though they're getting to perform, but they're not. So Tay said something like, he's like, it feels like you're here, but you're not here. I I understand because I feel the same way. Us watching it, it didn't quite feel like it was a live show. Um, You know, we have so many DVDs and we can rewatch performances. And so it kind of, in a sense, felt like we were just watching a DVD, but it was live. And so it felt like, okay, we're here, but we're not here. Um, I'm glad that they had the idea to have Army in the audience as best that they could in these times. Uh, I think with nobody there, it would have been a totally different experience. So at least we were able to give them that 50% boost. It's a hard time for everyone, but I'm, you know, I'm sticking with Namjoon of together we will get through this and we are strong. They are strong as a group. We are strong as their support. Um, we'll do whatever we can to get through it to where we can be with each other again going to (laughs) get emotional too. talking, you know, I moved back to the States and all of my close friends are spread out all over the, all over the country. And I can't see you guys. Like I can't see Erica. We can't hug each other. I can't see my army friends and be with them. And, um, that's been really hard to come back to, to the same country as my closest friends, but I still can't be with them. So, I really connect with that feeling of like, I'm here, but we're not here because we can't physically be together. Um, and But we are strong and we will get through this and we will be together again one day with each other, with BTS. And I will take all of RM's advice that we, I will be strong and we will use them
0: to be a positive force, to be the light other people need. What a sentiment. So I think that's a really good place to go into the final song of the whole show, which I think we all knew what it was going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I heard it on the album, I was like, well, I know what the ending song is going to be for the concert. And um, it's We Are Bulletproof, The Eternal. And,
1: and I... I was less emotional than I thought I would be. I think I cried, I cried too much during Jimin's <laughs> ending <laughs> mint. And then when it got to it, I think it was more of like a hope for me than like a sad thing. Um, every time it comes on my playlist, like I start sobbing and I knew like I wouldn't be prepared for it when they sang it at the concert. Um, but I was much less much less emotional than I really thought. And I think... Because of like all their mints and like I was just really thinking over what all they were saying, um I did sh- I did feel emotion, <laughs> but I wasn't a sobbing mess like I thought I was gonna be.
0: yeah, I wasn't as emotional as I thought I was gonna be during the actual performance, and I think it's because mm-hmm. like they seem to be pretty all right too. I think if they would have been like really like teary-eyed or something, then I would have probably gotten emotional. Like you said, it kind of was all expressed. A bit before it. I can probably see myself. Losing it at the actual show. Mm -hmm. Um, But with this. I think I. Was able just to like be there. And they had really cool AR. Mm -hmm. um, Technology. Augmented reality. It was almost like a. The way I'm going to say it's not going to sound. They were floating cubes. Yeah I was going to say it's not going to sound. As like cool as it was. But like they were floating cubes that looked almost galaxy like but they weren't like stars but they were cubes and like it was like moving army faces and stuff like that and i don't know what else to say like if you can listen to the song and the lyrics and like it's a song just for army about how they wouldn't be them without us and we're in this together so i mean it kind of like perfectly punctuated what rm was saying
1: We are not seven with you, and the line that always gets me is when they say, Um, why are you still walking with us? And the song just has such meaning and heart. And they wouldn't be them without us, and we wouldn't be who we are without them. I don't think the connection that we have with them is unlike anything that I think has ever existed, to be honest. And I've never seen it. And I don't know if we will ever see anything like this ever again. So I'm really grateful and thankful to be part of
0: this because this is a once in a lifetime thing, I I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's so special. And we've said this many times before but we're grateful to be a part of their lives in this way i feel grateful to be a bts fan and um to be a part of the army i feel like that's such a gift that i've been given and but... i used to
1: i used to think that i was born in the wrong era and after bts i was born exactly when i needed to be and i'm so this is where I'm supposed to be, and I will never, mm-hmm, I will never take this life for granted, and um, I will be <laughs> forever grateful to Erica for. Um, this is what getting up at 4 a.m. does to you, and having four cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be forever grateful to Erica for introducing me to them because my life literally would not be the same. And I have found joy and happiness when I really didn't think I would be able
0: to. Yeah, I'm really glad I bought this concert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so am I. I'm I'm super grateful. I really enjoyed the show. Um, it was good to be back with them, even if it's not 100%. You know, one of the things I've learned in life is just to kind of like appreciate progress and appreciate what you do get and what you do have. I'm really thankful that they put on this show and you can tell with like the army who were there, they tried their best to like really be, you know, representatives of all of us and to get as close to them as they could and to be as much of an audience as they could. I think one of the things like they said is like through these times, like, you know, you can wish for things to be different, you can wish for things to go back to normal, and they may never go back to normal. But all that you can do is be present and just try to be aware and grateful for what is in front of you for the time that you have for the moments that you have. And I was grateful for this live experience. One of the reasons I wanted to do this is because I wanted to be there when they were doing it. I wanted to Feel that energy as much as possible. I wanted to know that they were doing that right at the moment that I was watching. And I was like, BTS is doing this right now. Like, they're saying these words to me right now. And I also wanted to know that I was watching and having this similar experience that other armies were having. Like I said, I wasn't really emotional during We Are Bulletproof, The Eternal. But when the show ended and I was kind of like sitting there thinking about I was just like, this is like, just so bittersweet. But this is such a gift. And I guess like the overall sentiment, I know we've kind of talked about this a lot. But the one other thing I wanted to say was just like, what I love about BTS is that in this relationship, we are a gift unto each other. And I think that's the perfect example of what maybe all relationships should be a mutual exchange of love. They've Spoken in their lyrics about fake love, about one sided, about like all this stuff. And you want to get to a place in your life where there's like this reciprocation and this exchange. And as much as we are singing their praises and appreciating them, what is beautiful about this is that they appreciate us just the same. And they say we walk together. So I just think it's a gift in life to feel like someone else's gift. And it's kind of like what Molly said about having a sense of belonging and being like, oh, this is this is so right. So I know it's like super emotional and I know people look at this and be like, this is just a music group. You know, it is much deeper for us and I think for a lot of army and we're appreciative to have this outlet of this podcast in the same way where you guys are a gift to us and we hope to be a gift to you. Maybe you don't have army friends that you can talk about this or express like these feelings that, you know, maybe people don't understand. And we're hoping that you can feel like we're a group of friends like talking about this at length, you know, and you guys also help us, you help give us meaning as well. And it is so crazy. It's brought us friendships and it's brought us together. And so, you know, we're a gift unto each other as ARMY and BTS, as listeners of this podcast, and as, you know, the creators of this podcast, and, you know, that's basically all that I got from this. It was, like, basically a big love fest, and I'm just so happy to be BTS fan. From the beginning to the very end, how
1: much dedication they put into it, seeing all the ARMY on the screen, um, being able to chat with friends that I've made through the podcast through BTS while I'm watching this and I overall felt all the love big love fest
0: yeah this was gonna this is gonna end up being a very happy memory I think this concert's gonna definitely stand out in my mind and I think that even BTS I think they're gonna look back at this time in general the pandemic and I think this is gonna be a bright spot for them when you have a situation when you have a challenge you do what you can do. You know, you put one foot in front of the other and you do what you can do with your circumstances. And that's with anything in life. The special thing about what we're going through with this pandemic, which is like very hard, it's really strange, but in a global sense, more than I think anything I can recall, we're all kind of going through the same thing. We have this like shared thing in common. There's like kind of strength in like, relating and sharing in that so I don't know I think that this is definitely a time that obviously we're all eager to kind of like put behind us but this is one of the things that we'll look back on and be like I'm so glad that you know we had this concert Mm -hmm. and this bright spot in you know a darker time in the world
1: yeah this was just a great experience it will be a a really good memory to have in such a difficult year for everyone across the world and um, it's just something else that brings us together we're all going through this hard time and enjoy this happy shared experience together in what is and has been a really um, unprecedented time in our lives and you know we have a lot to look forward to Um, this has been a hard year but with BTS we have a new album coming up so we'll have uh comeback promotions to look forward to um hopefully some new performances we'll have some new songs and you know we they always put out new content so um we have run BTS i think will be coming back soon so we have only what two two months left in uh this year but with BTS um and the things that they put out for us and the things that they do for us, they'll make it a little bit brighter and um, make it a little bit easier for us to get through the rest of this year.
0: Yeah, we'll finish strong, as Namjoon would say. Don't yeah. change. We gon' change.
1: We gonna Change. da na 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 na
0: why say no why say no why say no when you can say yes
1: bye guys
0: see you next time